0: Talk Brunch, served hot
1: Talk Brunch live Rick Dyer here, your host, a.k.a. Captain Brunch Being joined as always with co-host Destin Soblo Fraser.
2: It's the road to redo mania
1: <laughs> That's exactly what it's really becoming it's the reboot of it all it's uh it's the unprepared reboot of it all uh with the royal rumble right upon us one week from sunday we're here to cover all of that and i gotta tell you we're here a bit late breaking a bit of kayfabe and that's because of how much thought and preparation went into this royal rumble nothing beats going to the card and seeing like eight people per roster on the royal rumble in a 30-man royal rumble and having to kind of basically just dream up who else is going to be in it
2: right <laughs> at this incredible. point the way they book their roster it's more guessing than anything else yeah and you know what i
1: really enjoyed Aurora rumble poll and being able to come on here and get a proper vote when i looked at it, it was like no i don't want it to go down like that i don't want to go on here with eight guys for the royal rumble and not be able to vote and when we get to it go oh yeah what about this guy or that guy or this guy and that's what happened off the air so i'm glad we we got on here a little late but we took care of that so when we get to the polls at the end of the night vote please a lot of work went into that it's better than what they did
2: we give you the effort that they don't
1: yeah we really do because it's crazy when I look at the amount of people that should have just by default been on there and uh, no, they didn't really do it but that being we said put
2: about as much effort into as their logic behind why some people can just announce they're in the rumble and some can't yeah, exactly.
1: out to you guys in the live chat, and we'll get to your names at the end of the night as always, but also all of you listening, the OGs from the Podcatcher app, such as iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, uh, Podcast Attic, TuneIn. Uh, also, of course, the video feeds that we have going on, twitch.tv slash talkbrunch, facebook.com slash talkbrunch, talkbrunch.com. All on demand and all of that. Thank you for listening once again. Hard to believe this is episode 433 been doing this the most consistent podcast i'd like to say since 2014 and i'm gonna to continue to hold that title man but yeah what a week we've had huh man who are you telling like i wasn't expecting as much as has happened to have happened uh but there's been some drastic changes one of the first one that i want to start off with that affects us is the wwe network is going through a change did you hear about this
2: oh uh, yeah heard about this uh actually yeah today I think that's when the news broke was today.
1: Yeah, so the WWE Network is going to be moving to NBC's Peacock Network, which is another subscri- subscription-based streaming service. And uh, so it's a bit of a merger in a way, which that's not really the most terrible thing. Peacock has uh, a lot of new original programming that they're starting to push, especially recently, because uh, I think they put the new Saved by the Bell on there.
2: Yeah, that's on there now. A ton of stuff is on there.
1: Yeah, so Peacock is going to be the new home of the WWE Network. Now, without even looking at the program here, it's to my understanding that what they're doing is there's going to be two uh, pay tiers. First pay tier is going to be the regular WWE Network that you're used to uh, for $4.99, along with all of the Peacock content, but it'll be ad-supported. And the next tier up will be $9.99, which is actually the amount you're used to paying currently but there'll be no ads and uh you will have the peacock service now included on your wwe network so you could stay at the pay rate that you're at now and just get more content or you could drop it down if you don't care about the peacock stuff i'm assuming that the live stuff uh on the regular wwe network on the 499 wall for anyone who wants it would probably not have ads
2: right that would make no sense to give that ads
1: because even if you did it would it would be like to break into a pay-per-view with ads would be a bit rough, unless because it's NBC. And let's not forget NBC is very sophisticated. Uh, they do have the technology that they use on the USA network to just simply picture and picture you. This isn't like just the independent WWE network that we're used to being programmed by some third party source that they hire to make it. This is now under NBC. So the, the other possibility is that the people on the 499, they're going to get, uh, an experience similar to Raw, where like you'll get the picture and picture or you won't, you'll just get ads and you won't see that part. Or so you get half and half. They could do whatever. But the point is, I mean, if you're at 9 99 you can stay there until we get more details in regards to uh, what's going to be happening with that. Let's see what we got here. So they said uh, this is going to go into effect when? This is going to be March 18th, a couple of weeks before WrestleMania 37. And this is because NBC Sports, well, this is actually after the news, NBC Sports is going to be shutting down. This is another thing. Keep in mind that NBC is the parent company of USA. And this is one of the reasons why uh, a lot of these things affect one another. And since NBC is going to be uh, shutting down, we're apparently hearing that they're going to be inheriting certain sports over on the USA Network, right? Like, I think that uh, NHL is possibly going to be moving to Wednesdays on the USA Network.
2: Yeah, and that's that's one of their biggest nights for NHL.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're going to have like changes as far as that goes. So you're going to have 1.1 million people that are part of the WWE network that are going to migrate over to Peacock. And I guess this is going to help them since they're a new uh, starting streaming service. I kind of feel like in the future, you're going to see a lot of these streaming services start to basically eat each other because everybody screwed up. And started seeing the money. And that's what happens in any business, not just streaming. When everyone starts seeing the dollar signs that the person next to them is making and they go, well, I want to make that dollar sign. And before you know it, you got 20 people trying to make the money that the original person was trying to make. Now none of you get a cut. Everyone just goes broke. Nothing. Yeah. And that's sort of what happened. And it's unfortunate because there's a saturation to the point where, uh, if you wanted to get all of the channels, we're almost at the point where it wouldn't be that different from back in the day, what your parents would pay for cable because you got to get your HBO. You got to get your Showtime. You got to get your WWE Network pay-per-views. You know what I mean? Like you got to get your, it's literally where there. you got to get your ESPN package. Sometimes your ESPN package might include some Disney channels for the kids. Uh, uh, sound familiar? I
2: get that in with your Netflix.
1: Right? You see what I mean? We're almost right there again. We're almost right back where if you want the ideal package, you're paying cable prices again. Which is crazy because the whole point was that we were cord cutters and now we're cutting the prices. And basically all of the corporations as usual followed behind the cord cutters with the dollars. So that's sort of what we're going through now. So the network is becoming one of the cases of uh, saturation where people have their Netflixes really at the end of the day and they might have their Hulus. But most of the time that's it. If they have something like Amazon Prime or Disney Plus, most of the time it was a deal. They were going to get something else like a phone or a game console even a bottle of lotion, anything that just happened to have a coupon <laughs> that gives, that gives them these other services. They're, they're not I that popular. I wish
2: you see my face when you said a bottle of lotion. You know what
1: anymore? I mean? You get some CVS coupon or something like no one's really going to commit to, and there are, it might be a few, there might be a minority, but I'm going to believe it's a minority of people who are out there just buying every service that just have a bill coming in, like an $80 bill worth of fucking subscription services. You know, and it's it, it surprises me how much corporations are putting all of their eggs in one basket with this because HBO to me surprises out of everyone the most. What's that new service that, that's out now?
2: What uh, is HBO Max?
1: Yeah, I I feel like it might not be Max. Maybe it is, but whatever it is. They decided, you know what? All of the movies that we made that are coming out in theaters will also be available live on these services. And that's a ballsy move. Because honestly, to be honest, if I was somebody over there in, in, in that company, you know what I would want to do? I would want to launch The Matrix 4, which is what their property is. And then I would just want to shower around naked and all the fucking money that's going to rain around me. You know what I mean? And I know it's a selfish corporate way of thinking, but even in a a freaking pandemic, dude, if The Matrix 4 launches without that HBO subscription shit, do you know how much money a Keanu Reeves Matrix movie will make? I don't, to be honest, but I'm really fucking curious. I would have loved to see what that number would have looked like. The fact that in 2021, we were getting the Matrix 4 with Keanu Reeves. They would have rained money on them. And I know people think fuck corporations, they don't need any more money. But I'm just saying it would have been interesting to see everybody dancing around and the amount of fucking money it would have rained. But now, they decided, yeah, you could go see it in the theater if you want. But like everything else in this new world, you have the option of staying home and just watching it. And I think that's going to hurt it really badly, man. Not just because uh. People are going to be able to bundle up. You know what I mean? Like you can have your whole family come to the living room instead of paying ticket for ticket. Even if we're going the honest route, you can have your whole family just come over and have a Matrix for a night for the price of one viewing. That's heaven. You know what the other part of it that's crazy? Something that's going to stream on the Internet and in HD is going to be pirated within an hour. Let's talk Maybe about the less. elephant in the room. Because when movies used to be just movies, someone would go out of their way to go in there with a little fucking camera and try to bootleg what they could out of it and clip it together and readjust the, the audio and video to get what they could and just squeeze this dead-ass, ugly-looking cam out there for people to do. Now you're telling me that someone basically with any of our setups could just be the one person who bites the bullet, orders the movie once, and just presses record. Like, if right now we weren't looking at our own Brunch I could fucking press record from here. Like, if, a, if Matrix 4 mysteriously appeared, I would just hit boop, but like we're already recording. It's already happening. We're set up for it. <laughs> so think of how fast someone who, who has pirated intentions would just have that movie up there. It will be like right away. So I'm thinking when you take, when you factor in the people that are going to be doubling up and having buddies over and having a matrix party, plus the people that are going to just outright grab that shit off the internet, it's just going to take a big loss. I feel there's no longer, you want to watch it the way it's meant to be seen in the movie theater, nice and clear, without any kind of bullying interruptions. It's more like you could watch the way it's meant to be seen anywhere as a matter of fact it might be better seen on some of your screens depending on the movie theater you're going to cuz if you're not going for IMAX and the average 4K HDR TV will do you just right and that's right because <laughs> it's coming directly from the company it's going to have all those bells and whistles too it's going to be like the 4K you know what i mean 2160p HDR 60 fucking frames per second you know baskin is glory version of the shit <laughs> you know so the problem with this is that when you have so many services and then you have WWE because we haven't said it once today, and I, I think Destin and I have been doing really good, but we are 11 minutes into the show. WWE is really shitty right now. See, we went a whole 11 minutes without that coming up. But that's where this whole thing was going. Now, if you can basically watch The Matrix 4 that I just told you would rain money for a company just with a subscription service. Or you could watch Alexa Bliss blow fireballs at at, at Lucha Randy Orton. You know, they gotta do a little bit better, and this is the reason why this is happening. Because all they have is 1.1 million subscribers, the service never grew because the content isn't good. If they weren't bad, maybe they wouldn't be merging with Peacock. That's more like a, like like a freaking, what's the word that I'm looking for? I don't know, like a safety net, if you will. Yeah, you know, it's
2: it's, yeah, that's that's exactly exactly what it is. It's a safety net. Like, if they because were doing okay on their thing, own. When this thing eventually falls completely apart, they got the fucking peacock money to back on.
1: Yeah, like, if they were doing okay on their own, why would they need peacock money? Like, if do you think if the network was doing successful and there were, like, 5 million people, like, the way Netflix had? What does Netflix have? Like, I'm mean, going to estimate maybe 12 million. But probably even more God, with Netflix.
2: Somewhere around that.
1: They have some crazy Places numbers.
2: like Netflix, Hulu, this one I watched that's free called Tubi TV.
1: Like, yeah, but when you have all of those and they have bit millions and you only have a little over 1 million. That's the reason you want Peacock. And Peacock, yeah, they're struggling too, but they just invented that shit. It's to be expected. So this deal Peacock's helps. new,
2: like <laughs> Yeah, this
1: deal this deal helps WWE and at least they know who's getting into bed with who. NBC knows WWE. They have a partnership with the with the USA network, so it's pretty much the same thing just being extended over. This is the reason why they had to make sure that they keep themselves nice and tidy with those TV deals more than anything. Why do you think that the stuff on the network's lack of Because of the fact that you have you want to please USA they're the ones that are going to come in with their big giant fatherly hands and save you during these shitty times. <laughs> and that's essentially what's happening here. But everyone benefits because they're going to get more money. They're going to get a lot more money. Let me see if on the program we have how much money they're going to get for this 1.1 million subscribers. So, so it's like, far what,
2: like a billion, I think. They told this the,
1: the half price of the network $4.99 per month. It'll be $4.99. Blah, blah, blah. Give me a minute, guys. Bear with me. Uh, yeah, 1 billion. You're right. Wall Street Journal is reporting that they're going to be making uh, $1 billion for this. It's a five-year deal, so they'll be making $1 billion over five years. It's not going to be like the UFC's deal with ESM, ESPN+, Plus, where the fans have to pay for the base subscription and then order the pay-per-views. So, you know, it's the same as it is, pretty much. They said that during the third quarter of 2020, the network did $1.6 million. Monthly subscribers. So I stand corrected. Oh no, I don't, because now they have one point one million. Damn, that was fast. How did they drop that? That's a crazy. So so I'm I'm to understand that from October to now, what is it like? Almost five hundred thousand people left, or four hundred thousand people just just dropped that shit. Yeah, people getting sick of it. That's a big drop. To think that from the third quarter to now they dropped that much. Yeah, fuck it. At that point, you may as well it. Millions still sounds good When you say to someone you have a million of something That's why The Rock had millions and millions of fans Instead of the Mick Foley
2: parody
1: Mick Foley did the dozens and dozens As the parody when they were in Rock it's like, And I have the dozens And dozens It sounds bad when you go under a million So that's probably what they were thinking with this Peacock deal If you're at 1.1 million a couple of months after 1.6 Next is going to be something like 950k After that you no longer sound like a streaming service When you're at like 800k like you don't so want to start hitting numbers where like Paige and freaking uh Zelina Vega are beating you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's probably the deal. Then you could blame it on Peacock. Like, oh we get into Selena Vega. And then numbers.
2: Peacock goes, but we knew why you join over here.
1: Yeah, you know, and then screw her, then Peacock winds up taking Paige and Selena Vega over them. <laughs> but yeah, they had it looks like they had a big dip here and these two services feel like they can help each other. Either way, it's Not good for us. Such a dip. Because when I first saw this story, without hearing the details, I was ready to hit the cancel button, like, right there and then. You like, too? As as I, I, I thought it was going to automatically assume that meant that something was going to happen that meant I owed them money. Like, right when I saw the deal, it was like, yep, so now I'm going to owe them money. Nope, goodbye. Goodbye forever. Because I'm not giving you shit. Last thing you do is be bad and then come to me and be like, hey, you know what? You owe me money. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm you surprised.
2: Goldberg has robotic ass voice on that TV. screaming screaming, um, you want some more? No. Yeah,
1: And I got to see, I'll be honest with you As cheap as it's going to sound With the way, it's not even the money, it's the principle With the way things have been I need to see what's going to happen now Like especially Sunday Especially Sunday I need to see what the next few months is To see if this is four ninety nine or nine ninety nine. And I think that's fair Considering I've come on here and said that If any more shit happens, I'll outright just cancel them
2: you know? Oh, see, the thing about it is My mind's already made up It's four ninety nine for 99
1: <laughs> Wow, you're going to take the five bucks And do something else with it?
2: I'll save five bucks. That's why I'll go to the gas station and get me five cans of soda. Fuck that shit. You
1: know what, man? You almost convinced me. Like, unless there's ads directly on the live shit, I'm almost there with you, man. Where it's like, I've been, like, I was a network he, subscriber from the second that the thing, when it didn't even load right. Like the moment that it was available to log in, like that second I was there. And I don't feel they like, really.
2: What? It's like, what have they done to warrant you to still pay nine ninety nine? When you have the option to save five bucks, because I see nothing. Yeah, and Stasis is right. They, they, that's what happened. <laughs>
1: they saw what happened you when know, Xbox killed me. That's a, that's a, it's funny because the story came out that Xbox they raised their prices. It was going to be one hundred twenty dollars for a year because they were going to make the gold uh, sixty dollars for six months was the maximum you can purchase at a time, which is by default this is a nice way of saying one hundred twenty dollars a year. And everyone went so crazy that they apologized like they, they, literally, they just
2: threw some games on there for free without yes, no, no. not
1: only that they apologize and, and 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 put games on there they said from now on all of the games all of the games that are free on their service you no longer even have to be a gold member to play so like if you like free games like for example what's that game i played a few times with the cars that play soccer
2: rocket league
1: rocket league i forgot that name it's my age showing there. But yeah, if you like stuff like Rocket League, which is not it's not Game Pass, it's not Gold, it's just a game that you you can just play. Then you don't even need Gold anymore. If you like Bless Unleashed, another game, it's not Game Pass, it's not Gold, it's just a game that happens to be 100% free. You no longer need anything for the games that are 100% free, you don't need anything. So they they even they even made went backwards more, you know? So that's is sort of what's happening with WWE. Maybe they realize like, oh shit, even Microsoft backpedaled on on, on giving, asking for money. Like, we better get our money from somebody else that's not the fans. Your ass better call somebody.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Write it down, even though it's gimmick infringement. And they called NBC. Cause yeah, with the way that, like I said, smart move. I didn't even realize until this came out that they were at 1.1 million users. If I would have heard that number before this, I would have predicted that like, we wouldn't even have a network going into the next year. I so thought they'd probably have to go back to pay-per-views that we wouldn't watch, that we'd have to bootleg. Because there's no fucking way I could give them $60 a month on a pay-per-view. Not in their current condition. I did it through the entire Attitude Era. You know what I mean? I almost did it through the entire... Yeah, as a matter of fact, I did it through the entire Attitude Era. Everything. Everything. I was literally with them from before, from from the Brett Sean, all the way through the Owen Death, beyond, into the fucking Alliance. So fuck them. I paid, that's a lot of money. You know how much money I would have if you think about that going back all those years? Keep it at four ninety nine, and if something amazing happens before March, I'll bump it up to nine ninety nine. So I think I'm with Destin now.
2: You know, the bad part is I realize when it comes to me, something would have to amazing have to happen and have to happen for the whole year because the problem with this company is they'll do something amazing for two seconds, rope everybody in and then it's like, all right, back to shit.
1: So what if like you joked in the chat, what if the CM Punk shit is real?
2: I mean, I'm gonna have to see what happens after because they fucking... They they, yeah. they, 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 it's like i said before they don't think past the pop yeah we are her freaking cult of personality and next thing you know he jobbing freaking mustafa ali on main event and shit. it's like what
1: i just feel like he's the kind of guy that wouldn't tolerate that though that's the only reason i feel a little bit more comfortable it's not even like the other fans that he has the really crazy fans there's fans that he has that has made me someone who's always been a cm punk fan there are fans that he has that have made me turn on him just because of how obnoxious they are where like he's like a god to them oh, you know man. what i mean like this deity that's the best wrestler for me it's not that he's even the best wrestler in the world or anything like that he's one of the best he's really good well-spoken a plus on all that not worshiping his ass or anything like that but it's because he's the kind of guy that i don't think he would take that no matter what the contract is or what the written clause is or who backstage mike carano or john loran or whoever the fuck i really don't think i think there'd be a limit to what they can, kind of like the way Moxley was at the end, I think there'd be a limit where he would just, he would leave again, you know? And I kind of feel like they'd feel sort of pressured, almost like, and I hate to use this comparison because I know a lot of people are cringe, but almost like a Hogan or a Michaels when they were in their prime, where both sides are trying not to piss the other off just so they can make money together. I don't think they're going to fuck that up too badly. Look at the Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman situation. They don't even touch that. They just leave it on autopilot and let them do whatever they want. They stay completely out of that. They manage the rest of the company and leave the Roman Reigns shit alone. And it's visibly so because there's literally an entire part of the company that functions well and it, and isn't shit. And then everything else around us. Like you can tell that they're not messing with the Roman Reigns shit at all. It almost looks like a different show. You remember Garfield and Friends? How you used to have the Garfield episode and then like 15 minutes in, it would be about the barn animals. And the two things weren't even connected. Garfield and Otis never fucking interacted with those barn animals. I don't even know if they knew each other. I actually wiki'd it one day. And I think it turned out that that was just a different comic strip. And that someone just went, man, fuck it. Just put these two things as one thing. Garfield and Friends. And that's why you never really see them on the same thing. That's sort of how I feel about Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman versus the rest of the WWE Universe. Roman Reigns is Garfield and WWE Universe is the Friends. (laughs) (laughs)
3: You know, we use that
1: term. <laughs> <laughs> they're the fucking Barna. Like, they literally, like, that doesn't feel canon canon to like what you see. It doesn't feel like when you watch SmackDown, like, first Roman Reigns show starts and, and like, you get to find out what happened with Roman Reigns' show. And then once he leaves.
2: It's like a long ass commercial break until it runs back with Roman.
1: Then the next show starts right when he goes through the curtain. You know what they should do? They should let that happen. Start the show with Roman Reigns' music. He comes out, he has his show and shit. And then when he goes through the curtain, then suddenly everything, you hear the thunder. And are you ready for a good. All right, now we're starting to bullshit. Now comes a. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what it really feels like. So, I mean, I kind that of feel like CM Punk.
2: You do 999.
1: So I kind of feel like CM Punk, whether you like him or not, or whether you think he's the best or not, like, he's the kind of guy that will be the same boat, where it's like, his stuff is going to be his stuff, and he's not going to be involved in any of that shit. And even Moxley in AEW sort of has that, where, like, I've always said that Moxley doesn't really even feel like he's part of all of the shenanigans. I only see Moxley when it's time for something involving him. He's not just hanging out backstage and being part of the the best friends, or with Orange Cassidy, or telling jokes, or having a little tag, you
2: know,
1: Yeah, he isolates himself completely. You see him when it's time, and that's it to go. So a lot of these guys, like they, they have their own thing where they isolate. I think Punk will be one of those things where even if they wanted to mess it up, they wouldn't be able to. So, I think something like that where would would have an influence. And I'm only saying it based on experience. Where Punk and Daniel Bryan are a big influence on the WWE that we have today. You know, like if it, I I always venture to say, if it wasn't for CM Punk and Daniel Bryan's runs uh, back in 2014, that I don't think that any of this would be happening. You know, yeah, they opened the gate. I remember people would openly, and no one likes to acknowledge it, which I find, I remember people would openly say the kind of shit about Daniel Bryan that, like, the authority would, was saying, like, in the gimmick. They'd say that shit to me, like, on, on Twitter, you know, and on Facebook. Comfortably. No one would dare say that in wrestling nowadays, but comfortably. A lot of fans probably go back and delete those tweets. But I remember people comfortably say the kind of shit the authority was saying about him. Back when they didn't know. Back when it was just the regular... NXT Daniel Bryan, like with the twins fighting over. I remember hearing people shit talk when a lot of us were praising him. And uh, if it really wasn't for him breaking past that and actually becoming someone who got over, I don't think a lot of those dudes would have ever showed up here. They got to wrestle and we got to have 205 Live and NXT the way that it is or anything. And it's because they didn't really ever bend when you look at it. Like no matter what, as much as CM Punk and Daniel Bryan to an extent, whether they admit it or not, they tried to bury him. No matter how much they tried to, like, no one ever submitted to that shit. And that's the only reason almost everything else worked out for them, you know? What if they wouldn't have listened to the Yes Movement or even the CM Punk push or any of that other stuff? What would they have right now? They wouldn't even have what they have. I think this whole shit would have crumbled beyond, beyond their wildest dreams. Like, they wouldn't have had any would, of the end. We, we would
2: have had Blue Teaser as world champion. Yeah,
1: they would have had no Cruiserweight division, no five Live. NXT would have been. This whole thing would have fallen apart. It just couldn't have survived the pandemic if they hadn't changed their tune and it took them like, and to think about it, no one wants to admit it, but it wasn't even the wrestling, which was fantastic that Danny Bryan was doing since no one else had done that. It wasn't even the wrestling that it was the fucking yes thing that he did. That was the only reason why they even agreed to it. Like, thank God as much as it started to annoy me, it only, I only liked it as a heel, you know, but like, even though it started to annoy me, like, thank God something that, that they, that they saw, they clung to because otherwise, like I said, we would have been doomed. That was a close call. It reminds me almost of what, we like, I love the what thing when he was a heel. Cause it was like, wow, this guy's a real dickhead. Like, you know, the way he was just what at you, what? Like it was more like he's barking, you know, but then once the fans did it, it was like, oh, you're ruining it. I liked it so much better when he was doing it at you. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just crazy the way that, uh, this entire thing has changed. The whole landscape has shifted and, uh, it would take something big in order for us to, uh, Either paid a 999, but it would take something not big to happen for me to just outright cancel. Because I was closer leaning toward canceling before this new pay tier came. But 499. And
2: when we say something big, it doesn't mean just something flash in the pants, boom, big, like no. Like permanent change. Big. Yeah, like it can't be like a Mike Bennett. I hate to say, but that guy doesn't have enough stroke that he can
1: They could lie to him. They just all so they did. They just pulled him in, said, Hey, we're gonna do this, and then fucking did it. They proved that if you don't have any power with them, They can literally just tell you something, make you sign something, and then just do the opposite of everything that they said without any hesitation. And then you can literally go on social media, shoot interviews, YouTube, and say, you know what? They hired me. They made me sign this contract that I'm holding up to the camera. And then as you guys can see on the video footage every Monday night at 8 p.m., they did the exact opposite of what's written here on this paper that I'm holding up to the camera. And nothing happens to them. So you got to be really careful when it comes to these contracts. That's how come everybody's in contract limbo right now. That's actually why the Royal Rumble took a little bit longer to put that, that cheat together. Cause when we looked at it, it was like, you know what? There's a lot of free agents out there and it's probably not that they want to be free. It's probably they don't want to be locked down. (laughs) You know, like if I was a Tessa Blanchard or a Taya Valkyrie or any of these people, I'm not going to just fucking sign anything right now. Like, hold on a minute. A lot of my friends have been calling me with crazy stories of horror and shit. You know, a lot of people are being held hostage and telling me they're trying to escape. I have to really think this shit through when I have, like, someone I was just playing Mario Kart on the Switch with telling me that they're trying to escape.
2: A lot of people got the holes <laughs> again. Like, what do you mean? What?
1: Yeah, so I totally get the free agent thing. I didn't even realize it until recently, but James Storm apparently doesn't even have a contract. And Impact, they just have him running around. I don't know if it's him or them. Sometimes with Impact, is them. But, yeah, James Storm apparently, he's just there. It's just kind of like they just call him up like you call your boy to hang out on a a Wednesday afternoon or something. Hey, man, you got a few hours to spare? Like James Storm's contractless. I I should have put him in the Royal Rumble thing, now that I think about it. Because even though we see him on Impact, there's literally nothing stopping him from showing up on Sunday. I'm, I'm almost tempted to, but we'll see when we get there. But like I said, right now they don't have anything big going on. And I don't know if somebody running through the curtain in the Royal Rumble, like Destin's right. I don't know if somebody running through the curtain... Is gonna be enough for me to like be like, all right, nine ninety nine, like it would have to be someone huge,
2: and that something huge would have to go past Sunday,
1: and I would have to hear that right after this isn't just a one time thing. This person's gonna be there forever.
2: Like or I whatever. don't want to see somebody show up. Like I'll throw it out there. I don't want to see like a Tessa Blanchard walk through the curtain in the Women's Rumble, and the next thing you know, like a month and a half later, she's tagging with fucking Billy Kay. Yeah. The only thing we've that had, can happen we've had enough of their bullshit promises this year. The only
1: thing that can happen is there will be a price hike, which at that point it becomes we're already prepared for. We're pre- this is the prep right here. Like let's just say they take this. Oh, right, we'll take your four ninety nine. We're gonna reluctantly go through this bullshit, and then like a year from now we're on here and we're like, nah, they raised that shit to fourteen ninety nine, and they didn't even give us more shit. It's less shit. It's more safe by the boat, less wrestling. At least we already know a year in advance we prepared for what they were thinking, just as they're probably preparing. So when they make that move. And that price hike comes or so they say the 4 is gone, I'm gone. You know, so I think that's an easy way to do it. I think that's how everybody felt with Microsoft since Microsoft, they're not exactly not known for their money. So I think a lot of people always wondered what was going to happen with Xbox Live. It's not like people thought, what? They raised it. It's more, more like everyone went, yep, they finally raised it. You know, time to, time to react. <laughs> exactly. You know, people are waiting for corporations to be shitty now. It's not like in the past where like, oh, they did what? Like someone's more like, "Yep, another one of these assholes.
2: Oh, damn, it took them this long, shit.
1: You know, so yeah, roll that shit back and apologize. Because at this point, yeah, everyone's staying at home. And there's a lot more options. When you look at expensive things, we could always just do something else. That's the reason why I always look at these pay to win games. And I laugh when people decide to pay. Because I've always thought, and this may sound a little bit cheap. But did you ever think mathematically that if you only had access to your phone... Let's say you were, you had to go away. Let's say you were locked in a cell for like a year and you only had access to your phone, just your phone. You have as much access to it as you want. they will replace the battery. If the phone ever breaks, you'll be sent a new phone. But the only thing is the only thing you can ever interact with is your phone. Even if you were to play a pay-to-win game, by the time you get to the part that's pay-to-win, you've probably already invested 15, 20 hours into it. If you just at that point went, well, now it's asking for money, time to find another game, you would die of old age before you run out of shit to play. You could play every game up to the paywall and you'd never finish. You could, you'd could you have entertainment for the rest of your life. If right when you hit the paywall up, oh, they won a dollar piece and just went to the next game. That's how many games there are out there. So WWE needs to realize that that's the reason why games are suffering, because no one's going to buy games when you could just jump to the next free game, as shitty as that is. And that's the same with entertainment. Like, why am I going to pay you $9.99 for Alexa Bliss's Fireballs when I could just watch The Matrix 4? 4! I knew there was going to be an inevitable Royal Rumble. I didn't know there was ever going to be a Matrix 4. <laughs>
3: exactly.
1: You know, even WandaVision is exciting at this point. At least I don't know what it is. And even after watching, I still don't know what the fuck it is. So see how exciting that is? You know, that's the way I think things need to work around here. So, yeah, I don't really feel too bad. And I know that there was a lot of reactions. According to Fightful Select, they're saying that there were people in the company that were there were there was someone a top name. apparent. I love how they stay anonymous. Like, what, are they going to fire you because you're a top guy that that doesn't think this is a fucking good idea? Really? Like, that's how much an- anonymity we need with this company now they're going to bang on your fucking door in the middle of the night if you make a statement that you're not sure if this WWE Peacock move works but anyway a top name remaining anonymous within the company had a pessimistic approach according to ringside and they were saying that uh apparently somebody else uh said they don't care unless it affects their pay and uh yes yeah, so, i mean it really doesn't affect anyone and all other countries
2: apparently this is only for us so to you i ask what are you most excited about watching now I take a moment to think what have I heard that's been advertised on Peacock.
1: I, the Saved by the Bell I was interested in. They mm. put the first episode on YouTube for free and I, I have nothing against it, but I was so interested that when I saw it, I was like, oh, the whole first episode for free and I pressed a button on it and it showed like an overhead view of like the waves and, and I guess Bayside or whatever. And to be completely honest, dude, I was gone like 40 seconds into it. I was just like, ah, blah. <laughs>
3: what,
1: what's up, Weekly Planet? And it wasn't even like, fuck it. Or, it was just like, you know, I'm scrolling through YouTube. I wasn't there to commit to like, an episode so it's like ah blah i just kind of left but that's sort of how i feel about the stuff and that's the top thing that i'd
2: be interested in with peacock yeah just like, because i'd be more interested in the other stuff that's on peacock than the network at this point because i know all the bullshit is going to be on the network i don't know what's on peacock
1: i wonder what the structure is going to be like though do you think that like the actual interface like i don't know if we're going to be able to keep the physical wwe network app this will be the third time because we well, from what i've app-
2: heard yeah it looks like i think i've heard the app itself is going to be shut down.
1: That's incredible, because the, 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 they shut down an app before this. The one we have isn't even the one we started with. They had it rebuilt by another team, remember? And that's how come we have a different one now? Yeah. Seeing that, what I'm worried about now, and I know it's only going to be a cosmetic thing, but when I do go to the network, I don't want to see, like, Kelly Kapowski when I'm scrolling past fucking Raw. You know what I mean? Like, I want it to be... Because <laughs> distinct-
2: you're not
1: going to want watch Raw. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wasn't where I'm going, but I'm sure. But, you know, I just want it to be distinguishable, you know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to... Uh, I want to be able to just have like a button before we go in that makes us decide what thing we get. Oh, planet weekly planet. Peacock is, is, uh, NBC streaming service. It's for NBC. What Netflix is. So like this is NBC's version guru, of like, kind of like yeah. That. Peacock is NBC's version of Netflix. They're gonna have exclusive TV shows. Like they brought back Save by the Bell, where like Zach and Kelly and all of them are the parents now, and their kids are going to Bayside, and like Slater and and, and freaking Jesse and all of them are the teachers. So that's like one of their big sells. I honestly don't know what else is on Peacock, but the point is that the WWE Network is gonna be moving into Peacock, part of the NBC streaming service. So you'll have options. You'll be able to watch new episodes. Of, uh, I mean, you can get everything for free if we're going to be, if we're going <laughs> to, that's, right, that's the we're, problem we're, with, with we're going to shoot here, you know <laughs> what I mean, and that's the whole thing, a lot of the time you just want to give money, and that's the whole thing, you have to depend on the kindness of strangers when it deals with the internet now, people are going to give you money because they deserve your stuff, this is the reason why I would buy indie stuff a lot of the time, like sometimes I would get Shimmer and Shine pay-per-views, just because one or two of the girls on there like I really support it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pay. I'm sure I could wait a couple of hours and this is going to wind up somewhere that I could click on it, <clears throat> but I'm going to give this money because this person giving me such joy in their entertainment that I want to just fucking contribute to whoever's pushing them. So sure. Here you go. I'm not going to, there's, there's meals, there's Chinese food. You could order more than some of these. I pay per views, but that's the whole point. That's the attitude that people need to have. They need to look at the WWE network now and like the stuff so much that they want to give them a dollar. Not just a dollar, but you know what I mean. So then maybe this merger wouldn't be happening. And they said that, um, yeah. these negotiations have been happening for a long time. They said at least, at least since last January. So, uh, this isn't, this is a migration that has not been just last minute. And then they thought that this was going to happen a lot sooner, actually, but because of the state of the world, it actually got delayed. So we already were supposed to have merged over with Peacock. So that is interesting. To be honest, as much as you're knocking the WWE Network, Dustin, I have to question whether or not that Peacock stuff would have been sustainable on its own since I'm still sitting here trying to think of something else besides Save by the Bell. Can somebody go on their website, somebody tell me what else is on Peacock
2: besides Save from- by the Bell? I think it would Peacock. I, think, I, know Pe- I know Peacock. I only know if it's been around six months maybe, but it's been... I know they have the imagine. Office, but
1: you see what I mean. Like a lot of
2: people, are like oh, it, it now I really can watch. hasn't been it's, around long enough. But I think, I think, they're, I think you're also doing it because it's on the, it's growing at this point. And that's one thing that I keep seeing people, people tweeting, like oh
1: yeah, now I can watch the Office and WWE Network. Really, is that the selling point for a lot of you guys that the fucking Office is on there? The show's over, though, right? Which means you guys all experienced every episode already. You have time to go back and do that? Like, I love Friends and Seinfeld, but I would never be like, yeah, like, if they were on, I wouldn't be like, yep, time to start from episode one. Fuck that. No, Who have that much time? Really? We're going to rewatch The Office? I'm going to go look up this peacock, see if I can find out what the hell this service is.
2: I love that logic. I'm going from The Office, and then I'm going into Raw. Do they have movies? That's a good
1: question. I want. We're going to find this all I mean, out together. Right.
2: It would be weird for them not to, truth be told. Because like, I don't think I've run into a streaming service that doesn't have movies. Peacock.tv. Is this it? I should have just downloaded the service to take a
1: look. The The top of the fucking site. Can I share this with you guys?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know it'll move a little slow because we're screen sharing here. But let me see if I, if I can... Uh, Bear with me. This is live, folks. But I just have to. I figure if I'm gonna watch it, you may, you guys may as well have access to it too. uh Let's see. I probably have to go to the large one here. Window capture. Okay, there it is. Sorry about that, guys. I'm gonna transition what I'm looking at over to you. Okay, you got it. <laughs> the first thing up it's... there is the is the fucking office. Oh
2: what else do God, we got on here? Funny.
1: What is that? Downtown Abbey Psych Psych Two. What are they, is it? Is a sequel? Is it a sequel show? The same guys? Saturday Night Live, of course. The Today Show, Below Deck, Thirty Rock. Is there anything new on here? They're not even showing the Save by the Bell, which is, which is there. Oh, there we go. Peacock Originals, Save by the Bell, Live Sports, The Office, of course. See, when I click on Peacock Originals, though, it doesn't take me to anything. It's just Saved by the Bell, just Slater standing there. Pick your Peacock, so you get the premium, four ninety nine. unlock everything Peacock has to offer every movie, every episode, every season, all of our live sports and more, $4.99, seven-day trial, premium plus, everything in premium without the ads, due to streaming rights, a small amount of programming will still contain ads, see, if the WWE network doesn't contain ads, I don't care, and then they have free, all right, well, they still don't seem to show what they have, you know, like, is that it?
2: I mean, it's definitely got to be. See, at the very low bottom,
1: low, at the very bottom are the Peacock originals. Saved by the Bell, Psych Two. So, is Psych Two like a legitimate series? Like they brought back the 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 Psych show? I'm guessing it must be. Or is it a movie with these guys? People must really like that Psych shit, right?
2: Yeah, it's really popular.
1: It's called Lassie Come Home. Come on, load up. What is it trying to load? Some sort of a video or something? Yeah, I don't need a
3: trailer of this.
2: Yeah, George might be right when it comes to like certain things. You might not know till you put that card down. And be like, you should we show you some of the stuff, but you want to see that real shit.
1: Yeah, but I could always take that card out. Yeah. That card is like my financial penis. I could always put it in, but yep, I could always pull out. I'm you stupid. I could always pull
4: out. Don't worry, baby, you I'll stupid. pull out. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> oh. I mean, I prefer my fire stick too, um, weekly, but this is a. Uh, but this is for Fire Stick. Like Fire Stick is one of the devices in which you would use. So when we go to our you asked did they have movies, George. Let me see what happens when we click on movies here. Sorry, we're loading. We shouldn't probably shouldn't be browsing where we're where we're streaming with as much shit as open. But you know. It happens. Lassie come home. Let that load. You know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> well that's on um I turn off our little animated windows here. There we go. Probably well, we get things to move a little bit quicker for the time being. I'll turn it back on when we switch back over. American Psycho. Lassie 2. I mean, the Lassie 2 is the psych thing. So those are movies then. Okay, now it's loading in. Good. No, so get that stop. Can I? Yeah, we want to get the arrow to go across so we can see what else. Sleeping Beauty. That looks entertaining, right? Oh, is that the furthest that the arrow goes? Really? Is that their movies?
2: It's probably just some, like, little sneaky peek into the actually like, subscribe.
1: Oh, look, you get the Born of Supremacy. You get the original Highlander with Christopher Lambert there can be only the
2: three jurassic parks
1: yeah three jurassic parks here condemned spirit citizen 200 miles per hour three musketeers it's like nothing here i'd watch though you know what i mean like would you watch any of this shit man you know it looks this almost looks like tubi and like crackle and all that kind of almighty thor you know what i mean it looks like they picked the bones of crackle and tubi and all those other free services and just gave (laughs) you the fucking afterbirth you know
2: Okay, yeah, for, for, for everybody who don't know, you go on TV, you go find that indie shit there. Huh?
1: Yeah, I I uninstalled it just as fast as I installed I was like, whoops, nope, not for me. Look at this Backstreet Boy documentary. See, a lot of this is ancient shit, man. Man, good the story God. of the Wu-Tang Clan. Maybe that's like one of the only interesting things that's on the whole fucking service.
2: Maybe this is why they're good. Maybe this is why they're jumping around. They're going to be the most interesting thing here. I mean, if you use a service like Pluto
1: TV, I live on Pluto TV when I want background noise. If anyone doesn't know what that is, download the app or just go to Pluto TV. But Pluto is like cable.
2: Oh, dude, like oh, dude freaking my my new phone came with it. <laughs> like Pluto was just installed, and I was like, oh,
1: you see what I mean? It's like I could go for the four ninety nine because even if all this shit has ads, I'm never gonna watch any of this. Like I have, I have Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime, all because they come with other services, phone services, internet services, things that I have, and like I barely touch those, you know. And I have the WWE Network, obviously. Yeah, I'm. I don't want to stick to this too long because no one, people on the podcast version, can't see the windows we're scrolling through of all these shit movies.
2: Shit, a bunch of movies you haven't seen since like the mid late nineties, almost. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this there's nothing on here for for me, man. Like there's not there's no reason. I mean, can we have like a three ninety nine service maybe, and you keep all this shit A ninety
2: nine? Just just maybe just, just throw over a few quarters and then, that's it.
1: Yeah, like I
2: am I'm, I'm like just every not... time it charges my card, I should barely notice because it's so little.
1: Yep, I should have to question whether or not that was the chips or the fucking peacock.
2: <laughs> was that the chips?
1: Oh no, no, it doesn't say grocery. <laughs> no,
2: that was a peacock it doesn't say
1: grocery and deli next to it
2: was that that stride gum oh I got from the gas station No, nah, no, nah, that was the
1: peacock yeah nah they should keep all this shit is that Batman down there it is <laughs> right oh shit he's the American psycho I'm not surprised <laughs> not surprised at all especially Christian Bale's version of him yeah no, nah, I'm not I'm not sold guys I'm not I'm really not All right, well peacock there you have it any other thoughts on that
2: yeah <laughs> Drew Blank <laughs> George isn't sold <laughs>
1: Yeah, so this is pretty much ends any partnerships between ESPN and WWE because obviously now they have gone the route of Peacock. So that's pretty much it. They said that ESPN, according to Meltzer, he thinks that ESPN was probably part of the talks, but they knew that they weren't going to get it. Uh Oh, NXT is going to stay on the USA Network for now. They're going to continue to air the replays the next day on the network and Peacock and uh... They'll probably just jump them over to Tuesdays, I believe, whenever the hockey and shit starts coming over. But you never know. Because let's just keep in mind that Meltzer noted during Wrestling Observer Radio that NXT's contract with TV ends in October. And the NHL, if they re-sign with NBC, would start a regular season in October. So it's a possibility that when their contract ends this October, that would just be it for their tenure on the USA Network. NHL will take that spot. And uh, they would then go and relegate them back to Peacock, which was maybe the whole purpose of the network. Who knows? That's just a thesis, but anything could happen from here to then, as Triple H would say. But yeah, it sounds like television is changing for them.
2: Most definitely.
1: Yeah, but uh, no. Apparently, uh, yeah, because most is saying NXT can move to Thursdays, but uh, it could also be Tuesday. So really, nobody knows. No, no one has any idea whatsoever. All right, well, we'll keep you guys updated on that. But in other news, apparently The Undertaker, that was really fast. The Undertaker went from like the beloved icon that Destiny used to talk about almost weekly and going into updates in their documentary. Somehow overnight, you guys categorized him up there practically with the speaking out guys. What the fuck happened? Like how did a man that <laughs> was so beloved become so hated overnight?
2: Cause he started getting real and telling people shit they didn't want to hear.
1: Like I've never seen a community turn so fast. On, this is the fastest. I'm. It, it's like I feel bad for him, but I almost feel glad that it happened, just so that people can see how crazy shit is. This is the fastest I've
2: ever seen the whole world just suddenly be like, "Yep, that guy was always a piece of shit." Like, wow. This is what happens when you start telling people shit they don't want to hear, but need wow. to hear.
1: Damn.
2: You, you know, at this point,
1: it, I guess it's just better not to have an opinion on anything, right? disagree agree with whatever's it's more fun too <laughs> agree with whatever's encouraging and positive and whenever you know and this is what i was afraid of dude always growing up this is what i'm afraid of i i, I never wanted to live in a world where you got to praise everything that everybody does good And you got to ignore everything that everybody does bad. And if you point out that somebody does something bad, then you're a shitty person for pointing out that that sucked or that that could have been better or that that could have been dealt with better or that things should improve. Shame on you for not just supporting positivity. Whenever you point out that something's fucked up, you're a piece of shit. And I'm really tired of that being that way. And that's the reason why everything is degrading around us, because you're not allowed to be critical of things just because you like someone or something's good. You're not allowed to be like, you know what? Get your shit together with that. You know, the, um, unfortunately, the company sucks or, or whatever. You you should be able to say things. You know, J.R. went through that shit just because he talked about maybe not always wanting people to go crazy with high spots. You're not allowed to try to tell people any criticism anymore without automatically just being villainized or being accused of being an old man that does this out of touch. It's weird. It's unbelievable, man. But unfortunately, not chocolate. Like you can perceive... Some things as wisdom, you could take some things with a grain of salt, but if you have like a wise guy, that's like a dream come true when you really think about it to have somebody like that telling you fucking advice.
2: Like, this guy's only been here longer than some of the marks trying to turn on him now have even been relevant on this planet. I really like to think he kind of knows what he's talking about.
1: And I know I'll get a lot of heat for this, but I really wish we still lived in a world where it was okay to you could just go into a locker room and just beat up a motherfucker, man. Because not for nothing, but. It used to be considered like a great privilege to pick these guys' brains for information and get their opinion on what works and what doesn't. And the balls on people nowadays where, like, you get a legend like that that they speak up and everyone fucking shits on in them, including the wrestlers in their own locker room on social media or they'll say, like, tongue-in-cheek sarcastic things or whatever. Man, if this was old school and they would read that shit, like, let's say Twitter existed in the old school and you did some shit like that, they'd go in that locker room and slap your head against your own locker. That kind of crazy shit you know what I mean? Be happy that they're doing it because they're doing it out of concern. But anyway, I did hear this because I had to do some cutting of, I wanted to cut a piece of it. Uh, the most relevant parts of what was said here by Undertaker. So you guys can listen to this and then we can decide how we feel. And I'm going to link you guys to the actual clip as well as the full podcast that I recommend listening to. So see what we got here.
5: You, do you still follow, uh, WWE now? Are you still? Yeah. Yeah.
6: Cause I think, you know, once things kind of start lighting lighten up, hopefully, well, you know,
5: Can you with, enjoy it as a fan or is it like are you too close to it?
6: I try. Uh, the, it, it's tough right now for me because uh, it's, the product has changed so much and, uh, it's kind of soft, mm. you know, are you going to uh, get in trouble for saying that probably, <laughs> I, I probably piss a lot of people off, but they need to hear it. I right. mean, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, but to the young guys, oh, he's, you know, he's a bitter old guy. Right. Know, I'm not bitter. I, I did my time. I'm, I'm good. I walked away when I wanted to walk away. I just think the product is, is a little, uh, uh, a little soft. There's guys, there's obviously, there's guys here and there that, that have an edge to them. Um, but there's, there's, there's too much pretty and not enough substance, I think, right now. It's- they're, they're, they're trying there. I mean, and it's always been this way, but I mean, they're trying. To put something out for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, they're just like, you know, some guys, you know, are into, into the comedy shit. And then uh, there's other guys that want to see the hardcore, you know, more hardcore type fighting. What I think one of the big things that, that happened is that, uh, the generation before we all got old at the same time. Like, and so there, there weren't enough guys to work with the young guys, yeah, you know, I mean, we can sit and talk, and you know, I can give you my theories on on what you should do, or you know, you should do this, or maybe you should try this. But until you actually can get in the ring and actually do it, it, it doesn't really translate a lot of times. Mm. And then you also have too many people that, well, the, the, they're on the internet. These guys on the internet say, "I'm I'm pretty fucking good," you know? Mm. Like, okay, well, you can you can listen to them. Or you can listen to somebody who's, who's been there and done it. Uh, you know, I, so I think that there was, there was, there needed to, uh, you can't help it, but there was just not enough, uh, merging of the young and the new talent. Like when we had Stone Cold and Rock and Triple H, Sean, all these guys, you know, we were all working together I and mean, everybody, we were making money and we were, we were drawing. And then we all just kind of, we aged out, you know, I mean, I hung in there for a long time, but we kind of aged out and then it just left all these young guys to learn with more young guys Mm. and the product, you know, the product changed. Um, we have, you know, the, the PC, the, the, the training center is helping. We got triple H is what, you know, great wrestler, you know, he heads that whole thing and he's trying to get some of the toothpaste back in the tube, you know, it's (laughs) trying to, you know, move it back to kind of a, you know take a step back to move forward right to give the product a little more edge and i i think that's what it's missing
2: what are your thoughts on that one i mean i don't know about anybody else out here but i'm not going to disagree with a man who's been doing this since 97 actually before that like i mean if it like he's, he's got a kind of point like everybody's more concerned about the opinions of people on the internet rather than the guys who have been doing this since before some of them were born like, if The Undertaker is telling me, hey, you're too much sizzle, not enough steak, I'm asking him where to get more steak. I'm not sitting there bitching, calling him a bitter old man and all this and all that, when not even maybe six months ago, everybody was dick-riding, talking about, oh, The Undertaker should never leave the streak, should have never died. No. Daniel yeah. Bryan was right during his heel turn. Fans are fickle. No, 100%. Like, it's it's the most ass-backwards logic I've ever heard in my life. This guy has wrestled everybody from Hulk Hogan to AJ Styles, but you're going to tell him he doesn't know what he's talking about? Yeah. What?
1: Yeah, and he basically said that that when he went into the locker room, he went on, you guys could listen to the whole thing, but he went on to say, you know, when he was to go to the locker room, these dudes used to have, like, guns and knives in their bags, and they were all about taking care of business. Now, when you go into today's locker rooms, everybody's playing video games and trying to look pretty. Um, what? How do you feel about that?
2: No, I mean that one. Nothing necessarily wrong with gaming. Can't always, can't always trust everybody to be packing heat. But we also have to remember that was a lot of his time in the locker room back in the day. Yeah, not everybody's that okay with that drastic of a change. Some people are so quick to take shit as an insult. Maybe it's just a critique. I think that not this
1: Undertaker, but people in general. I'm kind of tired of the video games being the thing that they have to go to. Not just because I'm a gamer, because I don't really give a fuck what people think of any of my activities, but more just because. I feel like that's always something that people fall on to just be like, as the example of not being, of, of being soft or not being strong. Like, Oh, they were just sitting there playing video games. Like it's almost like that's considered the derogatory thing that you could be doing. Like it's more derogatory than, Oh, they were just sitting there jerking off. Like somehow just sitting there playing video games is, is, is considered the more shameful
2: of an activity. Sometimes it's just passing the time or just blowing some steam off. Like you just want to get away from shit for a little bit, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: just weird game shaming. Is, uh, I just find it to be an interesting practice. Like, yeah. I, and that part I have to fault. Like, what's the implication? I mean, should Xavier Woods and all these guys have just a bunch of fucking guns and knives and come into the locker room ready to take care of business? Should we be cyberpunking all over the place?
2: Right.
1: Like, I don't know, like, I don't know what the, what the point of that metaphor was, where it's kind of like, even if you're like, I get the positive parts that he's talking about, but like, I just kind of being like, my day, they used to carry guns and knives. Hmm. Well, damn. Sucked for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't like, want to be in that locker
1: room. Like, yeah, it sounds like you were in the Warriors era. Remember the movie The Warriors? I love that movie. Oh, my favorite my movies God. of all time. But that sounds what he was living in the WWE locker room. You know? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> Alright, but he did get a lot of heat. Good I God. can see both sides here, man, because he sort of buried the other locker room. Ryback, uh of course we have to talk about Ryback, right? Oh fucking. He said, what do you say here? Listening to Undertake on Joe Rogan, and it's a great listen. The men and women that came before us were cut from a different cloth, and as humans, we learn from our past. The wrestling business will continue to evolve and improve, but nothing but respect. Incredible story. So Ryback was very classy about disagreeing with him, in a sense, because he didn't really say that they were better or worse. He said that they were different. And he also brought up learning from the past, you know, and that it'll continue to evolve and improve. When you say continue, the, the, the... implication behind your words is that it it must have already been improving in your opinion for you to use the term continue to evolve and improve so Ryback is a very smart guy especially when it comes to verbiage and uh that was deliberately spinned in a positive way towards the current locker room for anyone who misperceived it because I I noticed the article um was placed This is a ringside news article, but I just can't help but notice the headline was Ryback defends the Undertaker's controversial remarks on current WWE product. And I don't want to criticize anyone's journalism, but at the same time, I do. This is the problem with reading with comprehension nowadays. Listen very carefully to the tweet. Ryback's not agreeing. Listen carefully when I say I'm going to go slow for the dirt sheets. (laughs) Listening to Undertaker on Joe Rogan. And it's a great listen. The men and women that came before us were cut from a different cloth. And as humans, we learn from our past. The wrestling business will continue to evolve and improve, but nothing but respect. Incredible story. Now, again, I I love words. You have to make sure you look at the way to pretend it's Tetris. In Tetris, the blocks have to fit into the thing or otherwise you're fucked. It overloads. You got to align the words so that they make sense in your brain. And he's not going to say stuff like, uh, he didn't say the man and the woman cut from a better cloth. He said we learn from our past, you know, and then he said that, uh, the wrestling business again will continue to evolve and improve because in his opinion has been evolving and improving. And then he says, but nothing but respect. You wouldn't say but unless you were going in the contrary direction of what your initial opinion was. That's like if I said, Destin, I disagree with your opinion on The Undertaker, but you're a cool guy. Like I wouldn't say but. If I didn't disagree first, you know what I mean? So he's saying that they'll continue to involve in the problem, but nothing but respect. He's not fucking agreeing. He said incredible story, too. He kind of took the high road there. Everybody's like read that weird or didn't read at all. Joey Janella. I don't even know why this is here. He said, I'm going to buy a PlayStation 5 and immediately bury it with dirt to show my allegiance to BSK and, and a Legends locker room past. You see what I mean? Like, the Ryback one was cool, but that's, that motherfucker in the old days would have gotten the shit slapped out of him for that. How dare you? Are you kidding me? Joey Janela? He wouldn't be able to say that shit in any locker room of the past. Like, think about how condescending that was. I'm gonna buy a PlayStation 5 and a Bird with dirt to show my allegiance to BSK and Legends of Locker Room Pass. Bro, I almost, I wish that BSK was still a thing when, when, you, when you saying this shit. <laughs> You know what I mean?
2: I know, what we got? Bone street ass.
7: Like, dude, those
1: guys would have killed you. It's like, and this is what bothers me. And I hate to sound old, but like the young guys in the world don't understand where these people come from.
8: Are you fucking
2: crazy? We, gone is the era of the receipt. Do you think the BSK
1: is like the brood or something, motherfucker? <laughs> these are like Undertaker's real brothers. This shit is like the real Sons of Anarchy type shit.
2: Catch that motherfucker in a bar and start swinging. These people will actually. This isn't some stable. It's like when you make fun of retribution. Has he fucking lost his mind?
1: Don't call out a stable. That's not actually a stable. That's a shoot stable, dude. Craziness out here. You could only get away with that nowadays, man. They would have. They would have still been peeling him off the fucking locker room to say some (laughs) shit like that if this was back when they were uh... on. Sonny Kiss would have had to do
2: a find new tag partner. in the old days
1: sarcastic fuck i'm gonna buy a playstation 5 and bury it to show my allegiance to bs kai they would have buried you with the ps5
2: no they kept the ps5 even i like, "Thanks for a ps5 like, like you
1: could disagree with his opinion but just the disrespect and i guess part of it is from joey janela someone who like is a scrub you know i don't really ever just directly it's, he's one of the few people when i look almost like that dude's a scrub you know it's just kind of i oh, want a scrub i almost rather someone like ellsworth or or uh or, or anyone else, you know, Santino, anything, anything over that. Santina. Anyway. What did Drew McIntyre have to say about this?
2: WWE champion.
1: Let's have a look. I think we have an audio here. What was he on that he said? I guess we're going to find out. Drew Mac. Oh, this is long. This, this is sports Sportskeeda, and it's seven minutes. Well, how I'm you are.
9: This- and, you know, speak to the world and let them know. And the one, you know, I got lucky in the sense that I was. No,
1: we just want to get to the Goldberg stuff. I don't know where it is on here.
9: And I still got it. Like, in general, like WWE was my favorite. So quick and so dominant. If you wanted to catch it, you happened every time he's returned to the company. Like he, he
1: Don't talk about Goldberg.
9: But I remember my favorite one was... WC- I'm,
1: I'm trying to Goldberg dodge. If anyone doesn't realize that.
9: The giant. Like we all should be.
1: Goldberg dodge and
9: become a sport. Afterwards. He also posted on Facebook a picture of me. I'd be a gold medalist.
2: <laughs> fantastic web uh, so okay uh, now uh, a lot of our readers wanted to know that uh, The Undertaker was on the Joe Rogan experience some time ago and he called the current product soft as the representative of WWE, the WWE champion how do you respond to that?
9: I don't agree whatsoever especially from an in-ring perspective um, I'm not sure if, Like, I listened to part of it, I've got to listen to the whole thing because it's pretty new but I think you may have been referring to like the kind of storylines and characters, et cetera.
8: Right.
9: Like the co-host um, that was on the show was like a fan from the Attitude era. And I think they were perhaps referring to some of the outlandish storylines back in the day. that were more sexual based, more like risque, 18 plus. Our current project product is PG. It was only so far we can push it and we're willing to push it. There's certain things from back in the day that was awesome. And certain things that were not awesome <laughs> that I wouldn't want to go back to. So I'm not sure if it was more from like uh, like that perspective when it comes to the stories and not being as adult based as it used to be. But I think, um, you know, we're walking a good line right now. But when it comes to the in-ring game, that's just not true at all. It's never been more physical. The in-ring talent right now, we've be got the best in-ring roster of all time. If you look at our talent from top to bottom, what they can do in the ring, what they can uh, pull off from a storytelling perspective in the ring and a physical perspective especially there's nobody better you look at back at the attitude era you compare the matches turn the volume off and watch the match quality and compare it to now there's no comparison and then the ruthless aggression area is areas when things really stepped up in ring wise but now there's no roster like ours in the world we're physical we're hard-hitting we'll get athletes that can do things that are just absolutely mind blowing so it certainly wasn't the in-ring part we was talking about I know firsthand because I'm the one hitting most of the people and they're asking me to stop hitting them so hard.
1: You know, Drew has a very compelling argument, man. And I think I agree with Drew more than Taker in that case. Unfortunately, Drew said that if Taker, he thinks he's referring to the storylines and shit, but he wasn't because he said the locker room. He gave locker room examples of them in the locker room. He compared what they had in their bags in the locker room, how they acted when they were backstage in the locker room and what they were doing. He almost never brought up anything in ring. But McIntyre makes a great point. Everything that he said there, if you go back and watch the Attitude Era matches and you turn the town off compared to the current matches, you can't even compare. They, They have the best roster in the world right now. They have the best wrestlers in the world right now, the best wrestling in the world right now, physically. And no disrespect to Undertaker or anybody from the past, but they couldn't hang with the wrestling style of now. No fucking way. No fucking way. Not at all. I've shown people the Attitude Era that have never seen it, that have only seen like this era. And they get taken back by how there's no wrestling. They're like, they're not really even doing, they don't really wrestle that much. Like, no, they don't. It's a lot of striking, a few slams here and there. Those sequences that you see, non-existent, man. The Attitude Era wrestling doesn't age well. And honestly, the further we get away from it, the shittier it looks when I go back. And as someone who grew up in that era, but the, the attitude, some of the shit earlier than the attitude era ages better. I've seen some of the black and white and the NWA. I've seen some of the Pat Patterson, the Ricky Steamboat and the Randy Savage shit age fucking better than the Road Dog and Xbox stuff, <laughs> you know, and it's weird. It's the best I could compare it to is for gamers out there. Anyone who's a gamer, you'll understand this. When you grew up, you had uh, Nintendo and Super Nintendo and uh things like that. And when you look at those things, graphically, um, they were all hand-drawn sprites. They were all hand-drawn pixels. But they were really gorgeous when you really look back at it. Like the way that they would draw Mario and Zelda and the environment and the trees and stuff. Considering the hardware limitations, it was just very clever to have somebody go in there and hand-draw a lot of this shit. And just make it, like, come to life like in a cartoony world. You know, to the point where, like, if we went back right now and we play like, an old Super Nintendo mario or zelda or anything you can still look at it like on a big screen and be like man this is still really cool like the way that everything the small characters were drawn with such detail and uh you know you can appreciate it then we went to playstation and they changed from using uh that kind of stuff pixels and, and uh sprites and stuff to having like polygons and like 3d textures Now like, keep in mind they were just learning how 3d works and how 3d looks and how 3d is supposed to move even though it came like a decade later, if you go back and play PlayStation right now, it looks like fucking shit. Everything just looks square and blocky. The characters are fucking frightening. You'll have nightmares about them. Fighting, fighting characters in their winning poses look like squares fucking possessed blockheads. Everything's all screwed up. The joints and shit look all crazy. People look like their arms already broken before the fight starts. It looked like shit for a long time. There was this middle area where the adjustment from the old to the new just made the middle look like shit. The whole PS1 era, as much as people have nostalgia, it looks like shit. We only thought that it looked cool because before then, we could never see like around and behind and under tables. And the 3D was what made it impressive that you can rotate a camera even in a shitty blocky looking world. We hadn't gotten to the point where the 3D looks good and you have the benefit of looking around and everything's good. You have to have one or the other, either the cool looking flat world where you draw it like Disney or the shitty, ugly, badly textured 3D. It took us a while to get the two. But the point being that now people that are like 18, they go back and look at PlayStation. They go, what the fuck is this? What the fuck's going on? Oh, my God. But a lot of the games that came out for Super Nintendo and before it looks like the games they play on their phones. So they're not that taken back. Like if you play a phone game. Most phone games kind of look like the Super Nintendo era, right? When you think about it, like the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis era, the 16-bit era, like your average casual phone game looks like those games. So if you see those as a as a teenager, you're just going to go, okay, you're going to play a game. But if you saw somebody playing like Battle Arena Toshinden or Tekken 1 or something, be like, what the fuck is going on? Like you can't even, it looks weird. That's sort of what the attitude era is. It's the PlayStation 1 era. Ironically, it was around PlayStation 1's era. It didn't age well. Who did you like as a wrestler? During the Attitude Era specifically Like a wrestler Who were you wrestlers? Shit Shit
2: And did honestly for you me yourself? I don't know if the was there yet
1: And honestly for me I almost feel like it's cheating Like when people count the Radicals Because I've always said that For anyone that watched When the Radicals first showed up live Like when all four of them showed up It, it changed things Kind of like when the Shield first showed up Like from that moment on Everything had changed like when all four of those guys showed up at the same time on the same night, having people like that in the mid card and top tier, Eddie Guerrero, you know, Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn, you know, having all of those guys together, that sort of, uh, that changed everything, you know, but of course, Benoit, you know, that changed sort of, uh, the wrestling style immediately. Go back and watch that row where the radical showed up. Pretty much after that, everyone had to get their shit together. You couldn't just go out there and just throw a couple of potatoes and, do a couple of covers and backslides and shit, you know, like once those guys came, by default, things changed. But there was a large chunk of attitude error before those guys. You had your Val Venuses and your Godfathers. Nothing wrong with those guys, especially Godfather, because he could be but a, a, a physical guy. But the point is that before that, the style wasn't there. The wrestling wasn't as physical. The guys weren't as tough. Some of these dudes would have had fucking heart attacks having the matches that we see now. I think the disrespect part, as much as I defended Undertaker, I think the disrespect part is calling that locker room soft, like using the word soft, uh, specifically because he still wrestled in their era. And a lot of them had to physically keep him alive and prevent him from dying in this era. No disrespect meant whatsoever, but people had to make sure he was okay. Because he made the decision to wrestle in a young man's game, which I know Booker T apparently got heat because he said that Goldberg, he told Goldberg, this is a young man's game. Booker's fucking right. Anyway, but because he was decided to wrestle in a young man's game, people had to take care of him. You know what I mean? And you can't be soft to do that. As much as Roman Reigns, that match didn't look that good and shit was shitty. Like, you can't be soft if you got to take care of a man. you Not in the least. You're calling the Roman Reigns locker room soft in a sense.
2: I know what he means,
1: but there's just, I could see why it would upset people.
2: Yeah. It, it, it just came off the wrong way. And when we talk about upset people, we mean people who actually logically think. <laughs> Not these people where the second you say something, even relatively like, eh, that kind of could be better. It's just like, no, no, no. No, like, you know, but my The message would just was... understood it. Just could, it just kind of came off way better.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I already linked you guys to that. But yeah, the, the, uh, the message could have been delivered a bit better. And McIntyre hit the nail on the head with the physicality where he was like, I know that, it, that these hits are hard because I'm the one doing it most of the time. And people telling me to hit to, to not hit him as hard, you know, and he is a hard hitting dude, you know? Oh, yeah.
2: That so, glass cow kid still scares
1: me. Mm-hmm. So Xavier Woods responds. He says, I wouldn't be the person that I am without the guidance and lessons of a few key people from the previous generation of wrestling. They taught me about the business. To save my money, and that having video games in the locker room is healthier than be than having redacted. Thank you guys. So, hmm. I mean, take it for what you will. Yeah, I would prefer if somebody would buy me some video games over redacted. Exactly. You know,
2: video games over redacted. <laughs> Writing it down.
1: <laughs> video games versus redacted.
2: Yes, he's right
1: though. You know what I mean? That's like a nice locker room, man. I have nothing against that. How come you can't be both? How come you can't be a badass? Huh? And do that. I want John Wick to play a Nintendo Switch in his next movie. <laughs> Somewhere in the movie I want him to be like at a bar just fucking playing Mario Kart or Mario tennis or something. And then someone and like someone comes and he has to fuck them up with the Nintendo Switch.
2: You fucking read my mind. I was like, hit him with the Switch.
1: Pow right across the face. But just to like we need to start masculinizing these games. Like people need to start get that stereotype away. I wanna see that, you know? Two by one of the Soprano characters couldn't be playing a handheld. I wouldn't say shit then, would you? We need to get some tough people to start playing games. And I want them to be like, I don't want to say pussy games, but I want them to be what we consider soft games. Like, I want to see, like, uh, I want to see Dustin Poirier playing Cooking Mama. I want it to be awkward <laughs> for you guys. I want you guys to have to accept video games in the most awkward of nature. I, Not want, to say, I don't want
2: to see Chuck Norris playing Overcooked.
1: You know, exactly. Like, I don't want to see Doom. Like, yeah, anybody, he's a man, he's playing Doom. Yeah, we got fucking this guy playing that. No, 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 no. We don't need Gears of War people. I want to see, I want you guys, your heroes to be playing like the really really cool stuff
2: you know I want jackie chan playing barbie horse adventure no, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs>
2: wow that's old too fuck it if we're going we're going damn it <laughs> that's
1: what we need though we need tough guys playing video games so that they're accepted more often undertaker
2: he did a commercial
1: where he was playing wwe battlegrounds it's not even a good game <laughs> you know what i mean like in a way that's kind of selling out i hate to say it but come on man on one hand you 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 Criticize video games But there's a commercial Less than a couple of months old Of you sitting And playing a shitty video game You tried to sell me that If I didn't have the insight From other people That were not you If I truly believed Everything The Undertaker said Then I would also be inclined To buy WWE Battlegrounds And have as much fun As he was having So I think the lines Have been drawn Between reality and fiction At least in my opinion But anyway No disrespect to the man I get where he's coming from But just It could have been worded A lot better You know a lot yeah, better.
9: A, lot, a lot
2: better
1: Oh yeah let's see what comes of it I don't think anything will I think the part where he said that he misses when men were men Is something that part of what got him the heat Obviously because he's not allowed to say shit like that anymore
2: Did you just assume their gender Yes
1: I was specifically talking about the men
2: yeah.
1: Anyway let's talk a little Smackdown I'm not going to talk all the weeklies But I am going to go a little bit backwards In the sense that I want to talk Smackdown And get it out of the way Because there's stuff there's elements of Smackdown That are going to carry over into our other news conversations But one interesting thing that happened before SmackDown was Paul Heyman spoke to BT Sports and he put over Jey Uso. Did you see that?
2: I heard about it, but I haven't
9: heard it.
1: Yeah, I heard about it too. I grabbed it here. You see, there we go.
9: Is there ever any doubt in your mind when you attach yourself to someone that you can bring the best work they've ever done out of them? No. So to have Jey Uso alongside you now, obviously it was a bit fractious at the beginning, but he's, he's in the family. He's alongside you. You see him and he's soaking in these great performances. Is he becoming better and the, the, the a bigger name and a bigger star by just by osmosis or was that always well, there I, and it just needed you to bring I, it out I, of him?
8: I don't think it was fractured. I I think these were the necessary growing pains for Jey Uso, part of the best tag team of the past 20 years to become main event J Uso. I mean Jey Uso is a singles star now. Do you you, you you know when 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 Jay Uso stepped up into the spotlight, it was a very interesting moment, and he said that when he would go to an airport, you know, five o'clock in the morning, and all the autograph seekers were were, were, were there, they'd say, "Which one are you?" Now everybody knows which one he is. Now everybody knows main event Jay Uso. Smackdown ratings are on the rise and they're on a spectacular rise. And why are they on a spectacular rise? Think about it. Who's been in the main event more since September than any other performer on Smackdown? Anybody. Anybody. Jay Uso. Main event Jay Uso. Main event Jay Uso has outperformed Daniel Bryan. Main event Jay Uso has outperformed Big E. Main event Jay Uso has outperformed every single superstar on Smackdown. How? Because he's main event Jey Uso, and he had to go through those trials and tribulations in public, in front of everybody, for the audience to see him grow from, from a magnificent, spectacular tag team wrestler to main event Jey Uso. I'm so proud of him.
9: And just how high is his ceiling? How high is his potential?
8: Unlimited. Absolutely unlimited. There, there, there is no ceiling. The, the, the only ceiling that Jey Uso will ever crash into the one that is owned by Roman Reigns because nobody nobody is getting by Roman Reigns
1: which Uso are you so
8: <laughs>
1: no one will ever ask him that question right not a single one
2: but so, you're right this is the best
1: mm-hmm. J Uso
2: I think I've ever seen
1: I actually know what he looks like it reminds me of the Bella's where it's like even if I can't I, it, I can always tell now which Bella I'm looking at isn't that weird yeah like, can you tell like which belly you're looking at?
2: I can always tell now,
1: and I can always tell even more so if I hear them. Like Nikki and Bree have completely different voices. It's like day and night, though. Like they don't even sound fucking close, which to me is the most amusing part of it all. It's like they look—they may look close, but they're not even like identical. But their voices are 100% polar opposites. One has like a soft feminine voice, and the other one has like a tough girl tomboy voice. Like Brie has a tough tom tom girl voice, you know, like a tomboyish voice, and uh. You know, Nicky's the one has sort of like the soft feminine voice. So some twins you could tell after a while. And it's like the Usos, th- thankfully, uh, it's the same situation now. One sounds crazy, even though he's doing it on purpose.
2: <laughs> yeah, But yeah. I've always said before in the past, after a little while, even when they were regularly a tag team, I could always kind of tell. I had to look at him for a second, but I could always tell which one I was looking at.
1: Well, good for you, because I would always come on here and be like, and Uso came off the top. <laughs>
2: Like it I was wouldn't. more of the demeanor I noticed because Jay always had a little bit more of an intense demeanor than Jimmy.
1: Like you, motherfuckers, are, are deciding to have these crazy matches that are fast paced, plus looking like that. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna have a seizure trying to figure this out. <laughs> there were a bunch of super kicks and a lot of high flying spots that all happened within 15 seconds, and one of them went over the top. <laughs> you know who knows which one with all that blur of shit. You know, dress different, wear different pants, something, change your haircuts. Now at least it'll be different. Please have a have Jimmy come back different. You know, just look total. I've been saying it, dude. Go back since back when they were doing that little dance, the boo da that, that whole shit they used to do. Like ever since back then, I used to say, if only one of them just looked different from the other, like just try to look different. Like don't look identical. That doesn't that doesn't do anything for you. You know, but whatever. So I'm gonna go over just some bullet points. I wanna go into details of matches, but Billy K fucks up with the riot squad again, predictably. And she gets, uh, she basically gets booted out. She tries to stay in their good graces because she gets both of them into the Royal Rumble match. Which when you think about it, based on the website that I saw, it's not hard to get into that Royal Rumble. You know, there's nobody So many on fucking it. spots open. There were so many slots open. I filled the slots myself. Apparently, Adam Pearce tweeted something out where uh, the rule is that if the company gives you, this is how I guess they're clearing up the storyline loop of the fact that sometimes you have people who will be like, I'm in the Royal Rumble this year. If the company gave you permission to proclaim that you're in the Royal Rumble, then you're in the Royal Rumble. Otherwise, you have to qualify. So that's just them covering their own ass of how you have people who have to qualify for matches. But sometimes <laughs> you will just see a segment where someone's backstage and they'll be like, my hair was set on fire by such and such. So guess what this means? I'm in the Royal Rumble. Oh My, God, my panties were stolen by such and such mean, which could, only mean one, which could only mean one thing like that's how come like, have so many disheveled segments where it's just kind of like these people are just denouncing and it's like nobody but then why do you have people having to kill themselves to get into the damn thing you know and then what makes it like adam pierce opens up a bag of worms that because then what makes you guys decide the people that can just announce it and the ones that have to fight for it what makes it fair you don't even have like a it's fucking so bad like,
2: because it's mm-hmm. there's so many holes in it
1: all you need is a ranking system if you want to do that. And the top-ranked people are automatically in the Royal Rumble and then anybody else has to fight for their matches. Wouldn't that be way more organized? Since you know, it's fucking fake, like, you could even decide who the top-ranked people are based on the ones that you put over a note. You could you could create this.
2: You know what the bad part about it is? When I saw that tweet, I instinctively thought of a better way because I've seen it done in a better way. So for, for a lot of people would know, since when, when when Medusa was in the Hall of Fame, of course, she used to be a monster truck driver. She used to drive for Monster Jam. Right. They had their World Finals, which was basically their big championship event every year. How they determined it was, if you were a former champion, you got automatic entry. You were just in. You could do that for the Rumble. Former Rumble winners, automatic entry. And then if you if you go after that, past Rumble experiences. Like a prime example, Kane never won a Royal Rumble, but Kane held that record for over a decade. Automatic entry for Kane. like. <laughs> It's so easy based it on that based on past elimination has, numbers or anything. You're right. You could do yeah. Anything. It could be it could be elimination numbers, time in the rumble. Whether if you're a winner, you get automatic entry. There's so many ways to do it that actually make sense versus all oh, Vince said. Um, Billy Kay can say she's in the rumble this year. Like, what the fuck is big Billy Kay so special?
1: They're so stupid. Then when you really think about what was said, and this goes back to how I like to use words versus how people who don't understand words use them. That basically the fans asked, they said, it seems like the company has decided that some people can just proclaim they're in the Royal Rumble and others have to have a mat for it. Why is that? And Adam Pierce's tweet is to anyone who wants to know the answer to this question. The company has decided that some people have to compete to be in the Royal Rumble and others were given permission to proclaim it. That was the question. You just said the same thing back to me. You just used different words and said the same thing back. So all I'm forced to do now is ask the same question. We're stuck in an endless loop. This is like fucking Dr. Strange and the, and, and the, the Mar all over again. Because now all, I'm going to go, well, why? Why are the people able to do that? Why are some people able to proclaim and some aren't? Because the company
2: decided that some people are able to proclaim and some people. It never ends now. Lord, like. Tell me Randy Orton can just proclaim himself in the rumble because he's won two. It's because they're making
1: up the segments as they go along. They're, I, I hate to say it <sighs> because he does it correctly, but they're Akira Toriyama-ing it. Every day they come in with their pen and they just write the next thing that happens. They're not Jojo armani that There's no forethought They're Like, what happens today, Akira? Well, now he's skinny boo. And that's it. <laughs> you know, where's my paycheck?
3: <laughs>
2: that's sort of what's
1: happening here, unfortunately. They're just fucking making up whatever oh man so anyway royal rumble match right billy k riot squad members into the match throughout this entire smack then you have Sami Zayn protesting at the ramp what was he protesting again i didn't even pay attention what he was protesting
2: more than injustice bullshit Who's the
1: injustice now isn't he the champion anymore or no who's the champion no he's not you know biggie biggie took his time right biggie okay he's protesting my favorite stasis and my favorite moment. I haven't even asked her if this is her favorite moment of SmackDown, but I know that it is because we rewinded it several times. I'm gonna have to, you guys are gonna have to give me a minute to cue this up because at least for me, maybe it's because I'm just an asshole. <laughs>
2: The greatest
1: setup ever. <laughs> I gotta get this on the screen. I have the time stamp oh, for it. Oh, know, we God. we literally spent so much time just rewinding it, and it's such a small thing. Oh my God! Where is it?
2: <laughs> listen. If we're to, here all night. You know why?
1: So, oh God! Listen to this here.
2: I can fight
10: right now.
1: This is so good. This is Daniel Bryan. He's in the ring with Cesaro. He was giving a promo, and then and then fucking uh, Daniel Bryan said like, "Why don't we settle this?" And fight right now. I'm gonna give you his answer. His answer was one of the funniest fucking deliveries I've ever heard <laughs> in my life.
10: I can fight right now. How about no?
4: <laughs> oh my god! Wait, that? that was such a long.
3: <laughs> gotta hear Thank one more the...
1: <laughs> Down. Oh. If you look at Daniel Bryan, he's even corpsing. That's how funny it looks.
11: I'll take my jacket off, and you and I can fight right now.
7: How about you?
2: <laughs> you know what, Bryan? I am sick. That was amazing. <laughs> you How about, about no? Yeah, t- it takes t- everything he has Not to laugh like, Oh shit When he said that Because I was looking away from the screen cause I think I might have been talking to somebody or something I was like did Daniel just answer his own question I was like oh no that's Cesaro we'll Oh
1: the
2: way he leaned in and the look on his face Nah You that knew he so did that fun. shit Meaning to try to break him
1: yeah anyway so anyway we had the sasha reginald match the whole match was fucking ugly i'm surprised they didn't make them go back out there and redo it like every spot of it was ugly like i don't care if he can flip it was all ugly i've never seen something so collectively ugly it it seemed like it was just bot. the whole match is gonna be on botchamania like there's nothing more shitty than like when someone's doing like that tilt the world head scissors and like midway through the tilt the world part both people sign kind of fuck up and then you got to kind of hold them there and not really get the full rotation and there's like no way to make it look right now that happened to them like three or four times even the part where it was like he was going to give her I, what what i think it was he was going to go for a fallaway slam which obviously they're not going to have to do to a girl so what happened was when he goes for the fallaway slam she kind of reverses it into an arm drag even that little part where you're supposed to do the reverse, it's supposed to look smooth. Anyone who watches a lot of wrestling know what I'm talking about. But it looked like they were awkward. Like, it just nothing fucking worked for them. It looked terrible. I can't believe that they aired that the way that it was. You know, the whole thing yeah, looked very amateur. going to go back and try to fix that shit. The whole thing looked really amateur. Honestly, that shit looked like unbreaking ground when rookies are hitting ropes. I can't believe that they put that up there. It's so poorly done. You know, and Sasha's partially a fault, too. Like, all of her stuff doesn't look that great against his stuff. You know, it's, it's the wrong person um to have out there for that guy. Honestly, because her shit is all is, is literally at this point a coin toss, and it seems like his is too. So now you have like a one in four chance not to get Scott Steiner, but it's like now a one in four chance someone's not going to be fucking killed out there. So yeah, I didn't I didn't like the way that looked, man. Again, very poor. A shame because SmackDown is usually wrestling centric, and you got that guy. And I get it; he looks cool when he flips, but even that's awkward. Like when he went to flip out to the front to where Carmelo was, like he staggered and fell forward a little bit. He's not like a clean, perfect flipper. He can do a few fucking flips, great. He's like the guys I see on the A train sometimes. That's for coins and shit. Good for him. Damn. <laughs> you know, don't put him on SmackDown.
2: Holy shit.
1: <laughs> that was harsh. Right? I feel bad now. <laughs> feel terrible. Holy shit. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> it was really ugly, though, man. Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to put any of it on here. I mean, should I put it on here? Like, nah, if I could find nah. the spot. Because I don't even know if I have the spots for it, honestly. Oh. But it was just, there were just points that just looked ugly, you know? Like, there it is on the screen. It's just it's just sloppy looking.
2: Stacey said the guys from the A-Train are more on point.
1: <laughs> I'm sure somewhere in here, just at this random spot that I pick, you just see something that just looks ugly. And yeah, he can do acrobatic stuff, and he's all flippy-dippy and stuff. But I don't know. I can know.
2: watch 205 Live if I want to see
1: You know, and it makes Sasha look stupid. Like, haha, you didn't think I'd be able to flip, did you? You didn't think I'd be able to flip? And uh, his selling I don't really like. I, and, uh, this is fucking bad. See, right here, whoop easy there fella now watch, watch what happens here see that looks sloppy the way he jumped there and i look ugly that even the leapfrog they look bad it's like i get what they're going for because certain things he does look unique but he, it's like he's not as good as, as as the portrait watch this watch how shitty this looks watch this Blah. womp this too is gonna look like shit watch the arm drag here watch this when he comes out she came down bad on her knees there that's just all it's fucking garbage i don't want to even look at this much of it but it's like i, I have to you know, there's this moment, there's just sequence after sequence and moment after moment of, of, of horse shit.
2: And the worst part about it is, is when it gets to wherever this is gonna end up at, this will not have been needed. It's like a lot of shit they just throw in for no reason. It just doesn't work, man. <sighs> anyway,
1: I'll link you guys to the uh the post interview here. Because Sasha obviously goes over, at least they had the common sense to do that. <laughs> You know, but yeah, like that, they shouldn't have that out there. So this is uh, this Sasha after the, uh, after the fact.
5: Sasha Banks, Reginald has been meddling in your matches for weeks. What kind of message were you trying to send Carmella by sending him over the top rope to her feet?
12: I mean, what Royal Rumble is a week away to win a Royal Rumble match, you have to throw him over the top rope. And not only did I win my match tonight by making Reggie Reginald tap out. I threw him over the top rope to let Carmella know that I'm the standard. I'm the blueprint, and I am the legit boss of this woman's division. And if you mess with me, the sister already knows I have it. And she can never have this.
1: Cole Sasha beat up
2: Reginald. If you would have so, kept dodging, he would have eventually broke his neck. So Sasha's not in the rumbles, So what point did that prove again? Like, can we not just, like, can, can we not, like, continuously? I, I hate when they do that shit before the Rumble. Oh, if he'd have thrown if this has been at the Rumble, he'd have been eliminated. It's not at the fucking Rumble, so who cares? By 2021, we know how the match works. If it's not in the Royal Rumble match, I don't give a shit who gets thrown over the top rope.
1: So I enjoyed Bianca Belair beating Bailey at her own obstacle course. She even spruces it up and ESTs it a bit for her, and she still beats her, and then afterwards, Bailey beams her with a basketball in the midsection and then beats her up. What a bitch. Uh, Corbin goes over Dominic with the end of days, and he does it clean. So I guess this is the whole thing that, you know, whether you're going to do it dad's way or your way, now back to the drawing board, or you either that or resent him or inevitably turn heel and join Corbin because Corbin's winning and your dad's not, and at least with Corbin, you have a better chance and he showed you the way. Is that the story we're going for? No? Corbin, I, I guess. I don't think that Corbin's going to join Dominic?
2: Maybe. <laughs> I, I fucking guess at this boy. I have no idea where going with this.
1: Who knows? Uh, Adam Pierce versus Paul Heyman is brilliant and I'll tell you why because here we go again with storyline line writing and words follow this Adam Pierce is fighting Paul Heyman even though the whole reason why Reigns is fighting Owens at Royal Rumble is because Pierce is not medically cleared however nonetheless we can still do Adam Pierce versus Paul Heyman way earlier Now Heyman goes out there. They it's all of rules because Raymond Roman makes him seem like he's gonna force Heyman to go out there and keep his word to fight this guy. But it's all the rules because now Heyman feigns a fucking injury. And Roman shows up in his place. And Roman Superman punches Adam Pierce. But the whole reason all of this is happening, let's not forget, is because Adam Pierce isn't medically cleared. This, this is an impossible scenario that they just ended SmackDown with because the whole reason everything happened the week before, which we said that the whole reason that happened the week before, negated the two weeks before that, was because Adam Pearce isn't fucking medically cleared. If he's not medically cleared for the Rumble, then he's not medically cleared even for Paul Hammond. So he shouldn't be in the ring, so therefore Roman can't fight him. It defeats the purpose. The whole reason he feigned the injury was to avoid Roman. How do we wind up with someone who's not medically cleared, which was the original point, in the ring for a match? And when he's in the ring... The video, then they replayed a video showing that he was injured and not medically cleared. They reminded themselves in the video just before Roman came out in the fucking previous story that the guy's not medically cleared. Did I miss something? Nope. Not at all. I'm impressed that they could write so bad that it, that it even looks like that, right? Like, wow, that's impressive. That's shitty writing at, at its most elite. Like the guy is not medically cleared. This is the why you're mad at him. Because he figured out a way to not be medically cleared so he doesn't have to fight Roman. Now, because he's not medically cleared, he can't get in the ring. So your retaliation is to have a match with him that he agrees to, even though he's not medically cleared. I can't believe it.
2: You know, all this could have been avoided is if they just maybe didn't announce Roman's opponent until maybe like a week or two before and boom, it's Kevin Owens. So much bullshit it could have just been avoided. Just
1: but don't nah. do Just erase everything that has medically cleared in the storyline. Make nothing happen and everything's still okay. None of the Adam Pierce, none of the limping around, none of the point. just erase the whole block of fucking data and you still have the same story. Why do we need that part? I don't understand why we needed him to feign an injury so that he's not medically cleared for the Royal Rumble and then the following week be cleared even though he's still not medically cleared. Because if he was cleared by now, then they would give him back his spot in the Rumble. This is silly (laughs) Kevin Owens comes out In a hoodie because Roman Reigns arranged for him to be banned From the building so he's now coming in through the crowd Or whatever he beats up Roman and he puts him Through a table so cool Glad that happened Some continuity I don't know what to say about that afterwards Kevin Owens I don't know what show this is but Kevin Owens And Paul Heyman they have like a moment this must be Talking smack right because that's back Yeah let's see what this is Paulo Cruz walks away pissed off, wonder what that was about.
12: Oh well, that
5: smile. Alright. Well, there you have it. That was uh that was one way to do talking, Smack. Again, we are here.
1: Oh, he's just staring at him. Yo, this is such an awkward stare. What are you
2: seeing this? This is like who farted levels was awkward.
1: He we have him to lean in. And whisper in his ear? reaches on his hand to shake it what an awkward and i said it just ends like that wow and he wipes his hand dark well that was awkward it was done well i like it i'll share it on social media for people who got dead air the post prod will probably clean that up and shorten it a little bit but maybe not anyway smackdown did 2.282 million viewers up from last week's 2.153 million viewers they had about 129,000 viewer increase. Not much, but a lot. So, uh, good for them, man. Congratulations to SmackDown. Even though there were parts of it that were just god-awful and <laughs> yeah. You know, Congratulations to having certain things that, for the most part, kind of worked themselves out. All right. Anyway, let's go back to the news a little bit here. I just wanted to get SmackDown knocked out of the box. Chris Jericho. We spoke last week in regards to Jim Cornette talking shit about him. Well, this week... Chris Jericho has responded via Twitter, unfortunately. No audio yet. Maybe next week. He says, I've been told that Jim Cornette and his sidekick, uh, Brian Lass, continue to brutally bury me for everything I do and say. My response to this is this. Have at it. You're entitled to your opinions, and I'm honored to provide you content that helps you pay your bills. Best of luck to you both.
2: Short and sweet. Damn. (laughs)
1: yeah pretty short and sweet what yeah, do you think to like, it? What, is that what? what do you think about it like him basically saying that uh i'm honored to provide you content to help you to help pay your bills
2: <laughs> i mean he kind of just seemed to breeze off what cornell said just like hey glad you fucking take time out of your show to talk about what i'm doing like i'm gonna just keep doing what i'm doing especially because i mean we talked about it before like the reasoning behind him trying to bury him just didn't make sense. The whole donating 40000 to Trump's campaign. I was like, all right, cool. If that's going to keep pissing you off, then I'm going to just do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, he yeah. just, he, it came off just where it's like I could play this game or I could just acknowledge it and then go back to doing what I've been doing. So
1: Yeah, pretty much. Well, at least he kept it classy because I thought, as much as like yeah. Kwanai, I thought that, that ending the friendship was a bit drastic last week shoot a bit Shane baszler decided to chip in her two cents and tell us what she thought happened this past saturday in regards to conor mcgregor's loss see what her quote is here hold on guys i'm just bringing everything up at the same time she said people that don't know fighting always want to say things like it's just leg kicks but dustin is showing how to chop the tree down hashtag ufc 257 Becky Lynch. Well, first of all, what do you think of Shane's comment before we move on to Becky Lynch?
2: I mean, she's per she's spot on. Like, for people who have never been in the cage, they don't understand leg kicks will gradually, gradually pick you apart. And Poirier's leg kicks by that second round were doing exactly what they were designed to do. Because you could see it physically affect Connor. I think that Connor
1: his time more fucking hurt him
2: yeah, oh yeah, his time off, hands down, like, all that time promoting freaking proper number 12, which, side note, y'all don't understand funny until you're going to the liquor store to grab some drinks for the fight for the, with some friends, and you see, like, 60 or 70 people all just walking in our proper number 12, and it's like, oh my god, and then that shit happens? Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, all that time being gone, like, you can't just, this isn't like you see with, like, the Undertaker or like some of these other guys where they can just stay gone all that time and it's just alright, boom, right back in it. You don't stay consistent with this stuff. It will come back to bite you. The whole time, I think it's been what, six and a half years since their first fight. Poirier's fought 12 times and he's only lost twice. The dude has been consistently going while as Conor was doing whatever Connor was doing the whole time he's been gone.
1: Mm-hmm. One person, I saw that tweet, Tweet, I forgot how to put it, but one They said that one person remained disciplined and consistent and the other one didn't you know but when we get to the technical bread and butter of the fight there's still some issues there too you know like Dustin Poirier had a really good game plan when he went in there uh and Connor was laying in those combos it's funny because Stasis was the one that pointed out to me which he said um look at his leg and it was like you know what you're right I was so busy watching him step in with those combos I wasn't even thinking about the fact that he kept eating those leg kicks oh yeah uh, that shit builds up and it did build up, and it's like by the time I realized it, and I think by the time Connor realized it, it was already too late. You could already see that he was favoring, I believe it was his left foot, right? His left leg yeah. in general. Like,
2: and, Connor, was, Connor stopped um, lunging in like he used to, and it was because that leg was starting to bug him.
1: And after we hit that point where Connor couldn't move, the most I could say is uh, I don't recall Poirier hitting that hard before.
2: He has power. Like, that power exists, definitely. But it it was amplified by the fact that Connor wasn't as concentrated on his on his head, on his upper body anymore, because, like I said, once he um, started getting hit with those leg kicks and they really started to pile up, you notice he wasn't darting in and out. The problem with that, and what ends up happening, especially psychologically for a fighter, is you stop thinking about, OK, I have to block when I go in. You start thinking, OK, how can I get how can I figure out a way to get in and get out just as fast?
1: And unfortunately, what wound up happening is uh he started to think about it. And that's exactly what the psychology of that strategy is. Once he started to realize how fucked his leg was, he started to prepare himself to, to defend his leg. And then that's when he started to go for his head. Because whenever you start to feign for the leg, you can now start hitting his open head because he's trying right. to make sure you don't get the leg anymore. And that's essentially what happened. If you look at a few times before he really got to him, like right when Connor made the decision that he has to be careful with that leg, that leaves your head unguarded. Now you have to make a decision. And now every time you defend one part of your body, you're taking a chance on the other one. Do you block your head and protect your leg or do you block your leg and protect your head? And every time he would get it wrong. Once he got him into that corner and he just started pounding him, it became obvious he was going to lose. I just didn't realize how bad it was gonna be. Like he beat the fuck out of him. He beat him into Wait, the corner.
2: I remember Portier having that kind of power, but I think also it's been a long time since I've seen him be able to get real good shots at like that.
1: Yeah, really unfortunate that that happened. Like, but a, he
2: <laughs> he sent Connor into meme hell. Like holy shit! And Connor didn't
1: make excuses.
2: No, Connor even said. You can't afford to be inactive in this sport Which I like that he did that I like that he even Credited it to like dude I've been gone too long And it came back and it bit me In my ass
1: yeah can't even Afford it can't even afford it And uh I'm glad he was Like, humble I, like, about like I
2: said before when we were regularly Doing all uh, the second servings the Way these divisions have Gotten to the gaps nowhere Near wide enough to where you can pull that anymore In any division
1: no It
2: definitely is not Like everybody's dancing on the same levels so you get caught slipping there's 10 guys waiting to catch you before you even get back up
1: what do you mean every fighter should know how to change stance from like regular like southpaw
2: oh i think she means uh switch so it's like if you fight orthodox you should be able to cleanly get the southpaw
1: oh so southpaw yeah yeah does connor not know that or does he not do that i don't even um
2: i don't really ever see him do it and if i do see him do it it's very brief sometimes it's like a sight gang
1: you should also know how to do that, just in case the other person switches to south paw and you even without the leg, you know. She but no, in have, order to switch, you though, can't just like, switch the leg. In order for you to switch the leg, you have to switch your entire fighting stance to south paw. I believe, right?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, if you uh come, if you can want to comfortably do it, yeah. But yeah, yeah. She actually does that like, because now you're be good essentially what winds,
1: winds up happening is your your left becomes your right and your right becomes your left. That's what south paw is. So yeah. now, when you're with that stance with the other leg back, all of your your strong strikes and hooks. Are now coming from your left, and all of your jabs are coming from your right. Uh, the reason some people train southpaw is because of the fact that that'll throw somebody off if they're used to fighting someone who's going to hit you hard with their right and jab with their left. Now you're southpaw; the the opposite leg is in, the opposite leg is out, and you're you're hitting that. But it's harder for people to train southpaw when they're righties because they're uh, they're going to be hitting. They have to learn how to hit really hard with their left. Kind of like a prime gaming. example.
2: Anderson Silva was good at switching.
1: Yeah. What about uh Dustin
2: Poirier? I think in that uh, fight he might have switched, didn't he? I think he switched for a little bit, but I think I was also when he got really comfortable and he knew he kind of had Connor good to go. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's you'll, you'll see a lot of fighters and... do that sometimes. Sometimes they'll switch just because they know they already got it won, so might as well make the bleeding worse. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, that's t- that's high level shit there, though. You know what I mean? I'm sure that's like a completely oh. different camp. Be able to fight like with your opposite, but yeah, Southpaw would have helped him there somewhat.
2: But yeah, she does make a good point. It would be good for that just to be something that you just know how to do. Like yeah. you don't necessarily ever do it, just be ready. No, do it because if you fight somebody who who isn't
1: used to it, I mean, you could change up in between rounds, and that's yeah. great. They have to recalculate your range and everything. And yeah, I guess if you're Conor McGregor, you might want to add that shit to your arsenal.
2: <laughs> exactly. With as much else shit you can do, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt you.
1: I mean, how Dustin Poirier clearly added shit to his arsenal, right?
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> doesn't we had Six and a half years for that ass woman.
1: Yeah, Becky Lynch was rooting for him. That's what I was about to say before she put up a picture of her and her kid. Right?
2: Yeah, she was uh wearing one of the, one of the proper number twelve t-shirts actually. Proper number Which, for twelve. For those who don't know, that's uh that's Connor's uh Irish Irish whiskey. Yeah,
1: she said uh she tweeted out this photo and said all Irish, all of us Irish champs, stay ready. Maybe that's a foreshadow to her showing up in the Rumble. I mean, hey, she's in great shape, so. Yeah, like it wouldn't surprise me, but uh, Connor, man, I hate when I look at. Did you see the memes? Like I see memes of him laying like that, and it says, "Yo, it says when the proper one, number twelve kicks in."
2: There's <laughs> one I saw. I don't know who did it, but whoever you are, you should be found and destroyed. It was Connor laid out on a couch, and fucking Nate Robinson passed out right next to him.
1: That's great. My favorite two were, were the one that says when the. <laughs> my favorite two was the one I told you when I when it says when the proper number twelve kicks in, and the other one was me watching Raw every week.
2: <laughs> I see that one. <laughs> Damn, I because I, I don't know if you've seen it. First of all, people have meme the hell out of poor Bernie Sanders. I saw somebody put one where they had meme for they had fucking Bernie Sanders choking out Connor. I saw that one. Yeah. Yo, I I can't with the internet, dude. I can't. You cannot be famous and fuck up in this day and age because you will be sent to meme hell. Bernie Sanders <laughs> looks like a
1: character who could exist in the Seinfeld universe. Really? Like everybody else was at that inauguration all formal with their good-looking suits and stuff and the meeting oh, standing was, up all tall yeah. and shit with the president and they have Bernie on the side with fucking mint, dude dressed like he's just going out to Pathmark.
2: <laughs> Yo, did you see somebody skyrim him and that shit? Did they really? Yeah, somebody put him like he was sitting in the car and he goes, finally you've woken up, it just Bernie, just sitting there. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> yo, one of these days off the air? We gotta go through these fucking memes because I remember we did that shit off the air um, when Ronda got knocked out.
1: Yeah, and we it's did.
2: just yo, the internet is dangerous, yo.
1: Yeah, the Ronda ones were rough, man. The Ronda ones were <laughs> really rough. <laughs> the
2: ones hurt. We
1: also had uh Michael Chandler who uh,
2: this was uh, his UFC debut actually.
1: Yeah, he won his match, and he gave quite the interesting interview. So this is going to be another big promo, guys. What it looks like here, which I'm going to run um, yeah. that for he you. He was
2: guys. very known for um, when he was in Bellator. So.
1: One sec here.
2: Ooh. Yeah. So where was he? He was in. Where did he get traded in from? Um, he can. He's one of the guys that came over from Bellator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's run this. He was a former champion over there, so that's a big Ladies name. And gentlemen.
5: Referee Mark Goddard has called a stop to this contest at two minutes, 30 seconds of the very first round. Declaring the winner by
11: TKO, Iron Michael
5: Thank you, is.
7: Ladies and gentlemen, your winner, draped in the stars and stripes, Michael Chandler. Welcome to the UFC. You have waited a long time for this moment. Man, did you maximize it tonight. The microphone is yours. Congratulations. So happy to be be here. It's been such a long road, John. A lot of ups, a couple downs, but
4: every road has led me to this. Just a small guy from a small town who got beat down a couple times, pulled himself up by his
5: bootstraps, dusted himself off. And here we are, baby. Let's go get that title shot soon.
7: Well, if anyone wondered as to whether or not you could hang with the best lightweights in the world, you certainly answered that question. And then some, we've seen him in there with Poirier and Felder. Weren't able to get him out of there. You get him out of there in round one. We're going to take a look at the, uh, the handiwork. And uh, the right hand was the beginning of the end.
4: Listen, man, we throw punches and bunches. We keep it simple. That's a 2-3. Henry Hooft h Kickboxing. Keep it simple. What we're doing down in South Florida is absolutely amazing. Mark Goddard gave him every opportunity to stay in the fight. And we were able to just finish, man. Just feel extremely blessed. But I gotta get something off my chest. I tell y'all this, this is the greatest moment in my professional life. Conor McGregor, surprise, surprise! There's a new king in the lightweight division, Dustin Poirier, your time is coming, and Khabib, if you ever do see fit, to grace us with your presence back here in the UFC octagon, in your quest for 30, you know you gotta beat somebody, so beat me. If you can, God bless. See you at the top, ladies and gentlemen. How about it, Iron
1: Michael Chandler? That boy hyped. Looks like it'll be him and Poirier.
2: Okay, I'd watch it. Why not, right? I wasn't expecting it. I don't, did anybody think Connor was going to lose this? I feel like I was one of the few who did because I, at this point I realized I realized there's two types of people: there's realistic people, and then there's the Connor Dick Rogers and there are those people out there that forget, because because I, I always get to hear people. Because I, I I was one of the people where I thought Poirier was going to win this, and I heard from some of the people in my little circle of friends where it's just like, hey man, don't you remember Connor was a two division champion? And then I just snapped back with, hey man, don't you remember Connor didn't defend not one of those titles? Went to another division and guy's ass whooped.
1: Yeah, and I believe that <laughs> that line that line this guy said where he said this is the greatest moment of my career. I believe that was from a Ric Flair wrestling promo. One of the Roman yeah, that
2: I was think. um because I think it was. This past week, the anniversary of when Flair won that Rumble. Right. And he right. said this was the greatest moment of his life.
1: Was it 92? I don't even remember the year.
2: Yeah, 92 was that year.
1: Right, right. Well, that's what, that's what that promo, that's what, that's what made that promo so over. That's why you heard people pop when it started because it was like a, a retake of that promo, his own take on it. So that was cool. Yeah. I liked it. Right. Nice stuff. Yeah.
2: But I mean, at the end of the day, that's a guy where if I'm Dana White and I need to throw somebody right into the title picture, that's a guy to do it. Michael Chandler was a former champion over in Bellator. So it's not like he didn't have he couldn't stay claimed to a championship match.
1: Overall, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens now because man, all the great champs, they get they get destroyed.
2: Yeah, like, it's it's the day of those long term champions is unfortunately over, but it's because the competition has gotten so big. Mm-hmm. Like that that gap's not there anymore like it used to be.
1: All right, well. In other words, Mick Foley has provided another COVID update. Good to hear from Mick. Mick's up there in age, so I'm glad that, uh, you know, he was able to go through that shit. Let's see what the yeah. hell this
7: is. Hello, everybody. This is the hardcore legend Mick Foley with a multi-purpose coronavirus health update. First of all, I want to tell you how I'm doing physically. Second of all, I want to encourage everybody to continue to look out for each other. I know there's an end in sight, but we have to be even more adamant. Continue to mask up, social distance, and look out for each other. And number three, uh, I just feel like complaining. I don't have anyone to complain to. So I'm going to complain to all of you. First of all, here are my symptoms. I can't sleep. I never slept well. But here it is, 5 a.m., like 10 a.m. in the U.K. and other parts of Europe. The Hardcore Legend is wide awake complaining. If misery loves company, brother, you have got some company in the Hardcore Legend. Uh, I... The brain fog, right? Like, you can't think clearly, easily fatigued, and then perhaps, worst of all, or maybe worst of all, the loss of strength is incredible. Like, even, even when I was not exercising and I had forgotten and skipped doing the DDP yoga, um, I, I was doing, like, close to 50 push-ups, even at advanced weight gain. Now, back when I was a little leaner, like, I could reel off 60 as I did right before the Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Hell in a Cell match I refereed. The one I ruined by counting to three, but in my defense, Roman did not raise his shoulder, and I was taught to count like it was a shoot. But that's besides the point. I was getting 60, but even with the weight gain, like over 300, I don't know what that is in kilos or stones, but it's a lot, brother. Let me tell you something. It's a lot. But even so, I was getting pretty strong. like closing in on 50. Boom. Coronavirus hits, and now I'm at 12, 13. And you know how press-ups usually become increasingly more difficult? Well, every one of these push-ups or press-ups, It's more difficult, so I want to warn you, just uh, urge you to look out for each other. And believe me, you don't want to catch this. It sucks. Look out for each other. Stay safe. Very soon, we all will have nice days. Yeah.
1: Glad he's all right. Yeah, feel better soon, Mick. Yeah, it's weird to me that they have people like Ric Flair out there doing shit when this thing is still running wild, no pun intended. You know, like, they're acting like it's
2: normal. Right, just nothing normal about this shit.
1: They have more old people than anyone, but TNA scares me because they they have the most, uh, they have like the, the, the most, you know, like they're the most old people, full time employees out of everybody when you really look at it, right?
2: Right, god, like what Scott DeMore, fucking so oh, Jesus, there's so many of them,
1: yeah. No, but I'm talking like, uh, no, like Jake, I'm talking like AW. I'm sorry, did I say TNA? Oh, yeah, yeah, you said, damn. No, I meant AEW. See, I get easily confused nowadays. But, yeah, (laughs) like, you know, they have Jake, they have Tully, you know, all of those guys. Arne. Yeah, you know, so it's like I get worried about that more than anything, you know, as far as people who are going to croak if they get caught by this shit, you know. But anyway, speaking of TNA, (sighs) fuck, apparently... Hold on, I gotta put this on the fucking screen.
2: Oh, I'm excited now. Did they do this? What the fuck did they just do?
1: Gotta get oh, the screenshot up on the screen first.
2: George, what y'all people do? <laughs> hold on, I gotta
1: get the stupid... Oh, I'm, I'm gonna get the oh, stupid God. window capture off there. There we go.
2: Do, do you read what it says? No. Mind, mind if I take this one real quick? Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on, give me a second. Let me. What we are looking at is Rich Swan. Rich Swan with Moose's uh, TNA title. That white one that he'd been running around pretending he's world champion. That one. Okay. Now, to my right, a tweet from Impact Wrestling. Blue check mark verified Impact Wrestling. <laughs> F- Fall up. Fala
3: oh, i I the TNA World
1: <laughs> Fala the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Hashtag Impact on A- Access TV. Fala Ba, that's that that's the heavy guy, the one that the girls took yes. the money from?
2: Yes. How the that's fuck the did they put Fala Ba the follow follow I'm TNA
1: World Heavyweight Championship? Like who made that confusing? How do you how did you manage that? I would just love to understand the error. That's not Fala Ba. Didn't course. think I'd ever have to say that.
3: You but know, that's you your world
1: champion. <laughs> You know, remember
2: him, the world fucking champion? You couldn't even get him mixed up with one of your other black guys.
1: Yo, I love the the, the very casual comment underneath. Fala looks different nowadays. <laughs> someone else just put a bunch of question marks, someone else put I don't think that's correct.
2: Yo, know, where the fuck is Alonzo Lirion when we're gonna eat him? Fala behind his
3: fucking ritual. Holy
2: shit. And there's probably gonna be people out there like, oh, you could have just said it. No, I had to make sure y'all understood every single thing of what i was seeing how do you fuck that up no George. don't excuse this bullshit of course
1: you're gonna say don's too busy to fix it with kenny of course of course that's gonna be the route that you go of course you're gonna blame it on don oh man all right let's see what else we got here i don't want to run every freaking story but i'm trying to pull out the uh the good ones because we still have the poll to do if we didn't have the poll i would try to go through most of these but uh because of that, I want to try to just re-organize certain things a little bit better that we can get out of the way. Don't oh my mind God, me, it's dude, live. Holy shit. What was that?
2: Yeah, my head hurt it was so stupid. Holy shit.
1: Yeah, let's get by off the screen. That's great, man. It's just such a wild mistake, you know? Like, oh, I, I oh hope that God. there's gonna be, like, a logical way that we understand it where we're like, oh, okay, well, that explains it. <laughs> okay, anyway. Next story. Sorry about that, guys apparently uh joe biden let's get him up on the screen this will be the first time getting president biden up on the screen right This is a big moment you know yeah i mean he's gonna save the world (sniffs) what a snort from you he's innocent until proven guilty i mean benefit of the doubt whatever
2: (laughs) whichever one they're picking this year (laughs)
1: whichever one i'm down Anyway, uh, (laughs) President Joe Biden has announced a new executive order for COVID-19 safety in domestic and international travel. Uh, So basically, let's see. Policy: It is the policy of my administration that to the extent feasible travelers seeking to enter the United States from a foreign country shall be required to produce proof of recent negative COVID-19 tests prior to entry and required to to comply with other applicable CDC guidelines concerning international travel, including recommended periods of self-quarantine or self-isolation after entering into the United States. So, uh, yeah, it, it sounds to me essentially like exactly that, what, what it says here. You know, they're going to basically make it where uh, anyone who wants to come to the United States has to bring proof that they've been negative before they got here, so they have to get tested, then get on the plane. Then they have to have a whole bunch of other CDC guidelines, um, including self-quarantine. If there's any self-quarantine or isolation that's recommended after entering, they have to do it. It's not random anymore. And when I think of other CDC guidelines, the only other thing that I could really think of is, to be honest with you, nowadays, in order for you to go, like, if I was to go to Africa or something, whether I like it or not, in order for them to let me get on that plane, I'd have to get, like, shots for Ebola and a whole bunch of other shit. So this is going to be the way that this administration enforces, I feel, everyone having to take the shot, the COVID vaccine because it's just going to be one of those things that for you to board an american airline you're probably going to need to be vaccinated no different than you would need to be vaccinated for ebola if you were going to africa so a lot of people whether skeptical or not if they want to travel on planes you're probably going to need to do that shit so that can definitely affect traveling in regards to wrestlers because AEW was flying in for the dynamite tapings but if there's an there's a mandatory quarantine then uh it would be a while each time they go back and forth, and that would go for people in New Japan and everywhere else. And if things stay like that permanently throughout the next four years of this administration, that means essentially anytime anybody needs to travel, you're going to need that quarantine. good part about it is they're making you get tested and they get on the plane. That's going to discourage people from trying to slip in here sick um, or there being any mistakes, too. Um, the bad news is that, yeah, that's going to slow down a lot of travel. But, I mean, it's, it's it's subjective. It's up for interpretation. I, I don't think it's a bad move. No, it's smart. I think it's very necessary, you know I don't I don't disagree with, so far I haven't seen Anything, it's, been, it's very early But I haven't seen anything this administration is doing That I'm like, oh, you know, like we gotta okay, see
3: definitely.
1: Have a good one, Weekly Planet Yep, thanks for coming out but Yeah, You might get on, woken up by a roster, that? I hope it's not The NXT roster, but uh, I think you meant The you rooster, rooster. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I wish I had the Gargano when he was knocking on Ciampa's door I was gonna Oh use my
5: that. god, you
1: read my Ciampa! It reminds me of the old Flintstones ending I said, What's Chopper? Oh, Oh. you're stuck in PR, Puerto Rico. Oh,
2: Jesus!
1: that where it is. So, yeah, all
2: right.
1: Anyway, Roman Reigns did an interview recently. Uh, let me find out who this is. I want to credit. Uh, this was Ryan Satin of Fox Sports. Now, Ryan Satin wasn't always a Fox Sports, right? I guess that's new. Yeah, I don't think he was always off. At least not to my memory. Man, regular podcast is moving on up, moving on up. Anyways, look at the Roman Reigns thing here. He talks about you what talk it was it like to turn about heel.
3: how
9: it finally came to fruition before you returned at SummerSlam? Is this something that you pushed for? Is this an idea that was brought to you? Like, how did it all finally come together?
10: I've always wanted to turn heel. I, I've always, like, I didn't feel like I, I didn't feel like I should have, like, been the babyface out of the SHIELD group. We we all agreed. We thought it was, it should have been Seth and then keep me as a as a bad guy um, but you know it just happens the way it happens the numbers lined up the way they did um it, things were starting to work as as a good guy for me um and then you know obviously uh it it, it took a, a toll here and there um and there were you know there were some nights where there's some loud boos and and people like they take that response and they run with it because sometimes it was at the shows that were big and that were seen you know the pay-per-views the royal rumble in philly just about everybody gets booed in philly you know what i'm saying like that <laughs> yeah. one what you know they those philly is so loud they're, they're gonna boo daniel bryan one day you know what i mean Like <laughs> that's how just <it's laughs> philly works it's just philly so But, like, people aren't there every single week, you know, to see all the live events, to see, you know, how well the live events would be doing or the tours would be doing. We'd be selling our houses and I'd be the top babyface, crowd going nuts, cheering the hell out of me. Um, So it was one of those things where it was like, man, I want to do this because I I know I can tap into a different level of character work. I know I can create so many more layers as a performer if they allow me to do this. But the numbers just wouldn't let me. Like, like I said before, the response, no matter what, was always big. And in this day and age, I think controversy is always sold. But if you don't have a certain level of negativity coming at you, you might not be doing as good as you think you are. You don't have that many haters. You know what I mean? Like, I think Kobe oh yeah, said it, like you got to have some haters. You know, yeah. that, that's the key to success sometimes. But it, but I think the true key to that success is how you handle the haters, how, how you you know, in your psyche can uh, you know allow them to affect you or not affect you um but yeah man i i wanted to for a long time and when when you know when the opportunity came i jumped on it it, it was kind of a team team discussion obviously you got to have the big man involved and he's got to be you know he's got to have the blessing from him um but it, it just <clears throat> excuse me it just all seemed to work out uh with perfect timing and i think you know i think we're in a point where we're we're in a time frame being in a pandemic, no crowds, no you know, no ticket sales. Let's just create this content um and take care of our, you know, our television providers um and our audiences watching at home. Let's take a chance. You know what I mean? If if, if there's not, you know, if if this ain't the time to gamble, then I don't know when is. So uh, I'm I'm glad we did. Yeah. So he's
1: right. He's absolutely right. But uh what do you think the end goal is, though? Like, okay, so you have this mean character, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Does Kevin Owens go over, and then that becomes so, a, you get a new baby face running from Kevin Owens? Like, what would be the end goal? Like, you have something big like this. At some point, you have to do something with it. What's the next thing?
2: So I was thinking about it when it was finally announced that Owens was going to compete for the championship again. The good thing that would come out of Roman losing the title is we've seen that ever since this whole thing with the head of the table started, he's been champion that whole time. I'm almost curious to see what happens to that dynamic if he doesn't have the title. Like, how does he try to maintain that status as head of the family? Because it's something like, it's something he would have to manage to do. He'd have to still be able to keep Jay in line. He'd have to still be able to keep basically Heyman, in a sense, almost being afraid of him. And then let's say when Jimmy comes back, he'd have to get Jimmy in line and everything. It would had doing it without the title would almost add like a, a different element to it, like an adaptive element to this new Roman. So do you think Roman has less stroke without the title?
1: Like if he loses the title, he has less power over his, his people?
2: It could give the element to it. It could almost kind of make this new main event. Uso start to think, wait a minute, you're not even champion anymore. So why am I listening to you? Unless he Which blames then, him for it. Yeah, which then Roman has to find some kind of way to check him back in line. Do you think Owens is the
1: person to set that into motion, the loss of the title?
2: He could be. He could be because, I mean, we've seen Owens, even though it was years ago, we've seen Owens in a case where there's this power figure at the time that was scum and who wanted to be the one to put it down, wanted to be an Owens. Well, George, if not him, then who? Right. We're not thinking It's just like, you got to think long term with this thing. And long-term is not even about the title for me. It's about the curiosity of seeing what happens if Roman loses it. Because you can't just run with it forever. That's just, it's going to get stale. Like, is this place? And truth be told, Owens has been overdue for another run. I think it's world champion. Like, I still got a bad taste in my mouth how they screwed that last one up.
1: One little while we'll be doing the polls and you guys will get to decide. You'll see for yourselves. Uh... He's holding under that belt for at least a year, you think so? And then after that, what happens? I mean, you're still right. not
2: telling me who you think, what you think happens eventually. You still, <laughs> We're not talking about how long he's holding. Let's say Owen. it's a year. I'm not even saying Owens beats him on Sunday. Yeah, they've thought that for years, and he's been world champion how many times, which means he's lost it how many times. We're talking about who's the person to beat it, not how long, not all this other stuff. You could be the next Cena in The Rock without a championship. It's highly possible. But I'm sticking with, I think. I don't know if it's this Sunday, I don't know if it's somewhere down the line if they maybe meet back. I think Owens could be the person to do it. So you're I mean, going it's, with it's Owens? Def- he's, he's been a, he's been a proven world champion before. So. Brock, come on, man, fuck that. <sighs> no, we don't. We no. We we want to see the Universal title still around.
1: Daniel Bryan. See, there's one. Interesting. What about Triple H? No Triple H. <laughs>
2: You know, but at least at least the belt has been around more. Brock and Goldberg
1: had it though. Yeah, interesting. Well, TMZ caught up with Stephanie McMahon. I thought this was an interesting interview. This is what she had to say on that and a couple of other things.
7: Was thinking about Ronda Rousey and yes. somebody that we haven't seen in a while. What's the plan, Stephanie, as far as Ronda? Is is there a plan to bring her back? Obviously, uh, tremendous success when she was with you guys. What's the plan as far as bringing Ronda back into the fold?
0: Uh, Well, you know, Ronda's been very public that she would like to start her own family. And, um, you know, once she does that, then, you know, our doors are absolutely open. Our arms are open. Um, We are very hopeful that Ronda will come back home to WWE.
7: Over the years, The Rock has talked so much about wanting to fight his cousin, Roman Reigns. Um, Is there any chance that you guys are working on that match for this year's Mania?
0: I suppose there's any chance that we're working on anything at any time um, to answer your question. It would be a phenomenal story to find out who truly sits at the head of the table. You know, when you think about yeah. it, the rock and his family and Roman Reigns and his family and, um, you know, just the the heritage and the lineage throughout our business of of that family. Right. Yeah, um, huge story. And uh, and I do hope we see it play out one day.
1: So, I don't know if she'd even be talking about that shit the way she was if it wasn't a chance that they were working on that for this April.
0: Yeah, but you
2: know how they like to try to save face. And, Maybe. Because this is the same company that, what was it, two, three years ago was like, things are going to be different. You guys are in charge. It's like, no, nah, we're not.
1: So, you wouldn't want to see Rock and Roman? I'd like to see it, but I'd like to see them
2: actually stop pussyfooting around and actually do it.
1: Who's not coming back to a offend?
2: He said she... Oh, he must be talking about Ronda Oh, Ronda Rousey, I see There's been a lot of times when There were no fans and Ronda still wasn't coming back So I don't think the fans have much to do with it at this point
1: What are you talking about, George? We have fans There's the Thunderdome
2: <laughs> Those are fans I mean, now, now, now your boy's Impact, they ain't got no fans Yeah, Yeah, that
1: <laughs> place is just Empty That's defi- that is the, the pandemic no was a fans. blessing to them because they didn't Have to darken it anymore, now there's an explanation <laughs> you know they're like oh thank god we don't have to turn these lights off anymore there's a logical explanation to why this place is fucking empty we'll blame it on the pandemic the pandemic was their football oh shit you know the 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 sales haven't changed at all (laughs) just the circumstances (laughs) (laughs) oh man anyway moving along joey ryan Joey, Joey. Joey, Ryan. Joey has won his lawsuit. Uh, let's see here. I want to make sure I get this right so I don't get SJW to death. He won his lawsuit against Allie Cat. They basically said that uh, apparently she didn't respond in time to the court stuff that he filed on October 7th. And since she didn't respond in time, uh, it gets dismissed. It's a default judgment, which they're emphasizing means that nothing was determined one way or another. And it's easy for the defendants' legal team to get the cases dropped, according to Ringside, for jurisdiction or something else rather than arguing the case on its merits. Impact also didn't respond in time to the suit he filed. Uh, this doesn't mean that she has to pay the $10 million, uh, but basically it just means that the I guess the case was dismissed. What are your thoughts?
2: I mean, hey,
1: good for Joey. And what are your thoughts of her not responding in time?
2: See, that comes off kind of weird because it's like you had all these different allegations but yet you weren't able to respond on time but he easily was.
1: Like I keep saying, it's easy for people to make accusations in Twitter. All you got to do is lean over your bed or your smartphone or mouse at this point of your fucking refrigerator. <laughs> and you can just tweet out whatever and no one will give a crap about it. And... But when it's time to take the effort and actually back that shit up, like George said, she had no proof, and uh, the, you know the the, the burden of proof—that's what—that's the term in court. The burden of proof, the burden of proof is always at the accuser. It's their responsibility. You always remember when you go to court. What about the burden of proof, Your Honor? They have to fucking prove shit. You got to go in there. That takes effort. This is tax-paying dollars paying for this opportunity here. You have to present evidence, and I don't see any. And she didn't present any. You know, but like I said, nowadays it's easy. You could go on social media on anything. You could go on your phone. You could go on your tablet, your your TV. You know, she could be making an egg McMuffin and literally tweet about him in front of her refrigerator.
2: <laughs> I just love the choice of food and egg McMuffin.
1: Well, I was thinking about it, dude. My, my dad told me a story the other day. I was rolling, man. Like I, I he mentioned that uh, fucking because he has like a uh, a refrigerator that I guess apparently nowadays newer refrigerators you can you can uh. They're smart fridges. You hook them up to the network or whatever. We, we talked about them here. I think someone installed a game on a refrigerator you could play. You might have. sounds like you should be talking Because they have Android. Like, they have a little screen with Android. And it's the same Android you and I have on our phone. So, technically, if you put a USB, you could put whatever. You know what I mean? So, you could put games and shit. You could technically... People were playing like... There were people playing Game Pass on their refrigerators. No joke. Like, literally, they were playing Halo right on the fucking front of the fridge while making eggs. Because they just installed it on the fridge. So it's that easy to tweet, but the point being story my dad told me, he told me that when he looked on his GPS, he saw the fridge on the map like a fucking car, and he was like, what the fuck? And he uninstalled it. He was like, what is this shit? Well, just the visualization of a fridge on the GPS (laughs) with (laughs) prices. Like, can you imagine? Like, that's going too far, Google. (laughs) Like, wait a fucking minute. Is that my fridge on the fucking GPS? We don't even have that in Cyberpunk. It's the fucking strangest visual I've ever heard in my life. Can you imagine? Because your fridge is hooked up to a network, you look on your GPS and you see the fucking icon for your fridge. <laughs> you know, sometimes shit just goes too far in this world, you know?
2: There is a lie, damn it. The there fridge is, a is a lie, lie. right now.
1: When do we get to the toilet? <laughs> when is the toilet gonna start showing up on the fucking map? <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. At the next right, drop a deuce. What What? do you say? There is a line and what? I said the fridge is the line. The
1: fridge is the line. That is the line that was crossed. The fridge is the fucking line. You should not be able to GPS your fridge. That's fucking intrusive.
2: There should not be an ETA to that hot pocket. Can you imagine that, man? Oh, my God.
1: But I digress. So the point being, you can sue people or you can accuse people of rape from your fridge. You know? Or in this case, the GPS. Yeah, so going to court is a different story and she didn't go that route. I'm not saying that means he's innocent. I'm not saying that means she's guilty or anything. I'm just saying that the burden of proof, she didn't make the effort. It's easy to accuse people. No one ever wants to do... Just like when you hear people talking about politics, it's easy to have an opinion on politics. It's hard to get into politics. So people are easier behind Twitter talking shit. They don't actually want to go through the college and the effort and the energy that it takes to do politics. They just want to be backseat drivers. They want to run shotgun politics. (sighs) That's the end of the thing, you know?
2: Yeah. Anyway,
1: next story. Alberto Del Rio. Oh, shit. We're just going through court shit today, right? (laughs) Oh, shit. We're just practically at court. Alberto, let's see what the story is with him. All right. Apparently, according to PW Insider, he was in court this past morning and the trial was pushed back literally as a last minute ruling. No one really knows why, but nowadays they're saying that there's a lot of COVID 19 related postponements. So at the end of the day, uh, that was it. It's just postponed, man. Honestly, it says a lot. Shit is so, the new date is May 3rd. Shit is so fucked up and backed up in the world that they don't even have time for a sexual assault trial. You know, that's really all it is. This doesn't mean anybody won here. Uh, yeah, it's really upbeat shit, right? Yeah. Really upbeat shit. All right, anyway. I have anything else that I want to go into before we talk about the rest of the week, Lee's? ah yes cody rhodes cody good old cody uh apparently cody rhodes uh he bought a bus
2: yeah i heard about this what do you think i mean upgrading the transport i guess yeah yeah updating the transport always good to have traveling style
1: where the fuck is he going can someone explain to me where the fuck is he going because nobody said that no one's asked yet i've been waiting to see someone ask that where the fuck is he going Am I the only person who thinks that?
2: <laughs> you know the thing, but it, it never crossed my mind for a second because I'm just so used to hearing about wrestlers just upgrading. It's like, fuck it, I'm gonna get a bus. We're in a fucking pandemic. I was thinking this guy has a fucking bus now. <sighs> uh- <laughs> if there was ever not a time to have a bus, it's like it's like we had the fucking Holster flows where Hogan would buy a muscle cars and shit. What is he gonna do? Park
8: that shit in front of Jacksonville
2: and just be there?
8: A fucking bus. Oh god. Of all the times to buy a bus, bro. (laughs) It's a a good time to save
1: money on a bus. Pandemic money. Yeah, save your fucking pandemic money. The last thing you need is something on wheels. (laughs) Oh, God. There's nowhere to fucking go. (laughs) And wherever you go, odds are you're coming straight back from there because that's what people fucking do. So what would you need a bus for? You're always going to have to go back to Jacksonville within a week's time, minimum. Oh, God. Yeah, but for Brandy and the Baby, based on the fact that they're always in Jacksonville, they could just have a place. They could have a hotel. They could get a temporary apartment. They could do anything that's cheaper than a fucking bus that's not going to go anywhere. I'm not saying don't get the bus. I'm saying wait till this is lifted where the bus makes sense. (laughs) And even even at that point, I would still criticize this because they don't travel the way WWE travels. They don't have house shows. You don't need a bus. That's such a weird story. Where the fuck is he going? You're gonna see that shit doing donuts in the fucking Jacksonville <laughs> parking lot.
3: Adrenaline! <laughs> oh god, I can't see him like <laughs> What the fuck is he doing, man?
1: Oh, so he won't have to be inside the Daily's place to catch COVID. So, you, so you think it'll be like in the parking lot? He'll do his changing and showering and then stay away from everyone.
2: Oh my god! You keep the nightmare, frame, nightmare family in there. Okay, oh, maybe. All right,
1: maybe I didn't think about it that way, but I, I always just, figured I they have leave. a place nearby. Like I thought there was something right there where they all stayed, where they had that kind of privilege. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm just I just wonder why it would be a bus.
8: <laughs> I just don't it. What the
1: fuck if go around doing donuts? There's nowhere to go.
8: Nowhere else to fucking go.
2: <laughs> oh my god! I think that might be the first time this year I've almost passed out of the air. Holy shit! And
1: even if it's for those luxuries, George, like, I'm just saying you don't understand the expense that we're talking about here. A bus? There's a reason we don't all just live in buses and just drive wherever we want to go. You know what I mean? If it was that cheap, we would all live in fuck apartments. We just put everything in the entire world on wheels. The whole cities could just move. You know, it's expensive as fuck. If there's ever a time to save on that shit, preserving that thing, because it is something you have to maintain. This isn't like in Dragon Ball Z where that shit comes in a capsule that you just flip onto the floor and bomb appears and then suddenly you all go inside and have coffee. You have to change the fucking, the plumbing in that shit and you have to keep it up to date, man. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, it's a lot, as much of it's convenience when you're traveling, it's work when you're not. But hey, let the man enjoy if he wants to have a bus.
2: It could be like the Lex Express. Oh my God. We need a
4: hero.
2: Oh don't tempt him, because I swear to God, there'll be a fucking
1: BTE where he does that shit. So, uh, Mace and Xavier Woods had a match last week, right? This yes. week he fought T-Bar or whoever. I don't even know who he fought this week. One of them. By the way, Mace and Xavier Woods had a match. And uh, Xavier Woods, I believe, is the one who posted this picture of him and Mace from back in the day. Because apparently there was history between these two guys.
2: But Yeah, they go way back.
1: God forbid that we use that in an angle that we're putting so much effort into to actually give it more effort because it would not make sense that were attacking Xavier Woods with this retribution team and he's my old friend. Why didn't we use that? Why oh why? Because I even forgot until seeing this picture that Mace was originally Dio Madden. You remember Dio Madden, right? That
2: mm-hmm. was the guy who so, so got F5 F- 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 table right. by Brock. Right, he
1: was a commentator for a little while and then Brock Lesnar fucked him up on the announce table when I was the last of Dio Madden. You remember him.
2: He's been made so long. I remembered who he was.
1: He's been made so long. I forgot. I forgot what happened to Dio Madden. He's been under there that whole time. But the point being, they have this story now that the two of them were buddies. They're close. And they didn't fucking use it. Because that involves not booking like shit. Dio Madden apparently is the one who posted this. And he posted it with the sentence, I hurt myself today, which is Nine Inch Nails lyrics. And then Woods replied saying, used to be my homie. Uh So. Interesting. That's more interesting and compelling than anything they've ever done with Retribution on the actual show.
2: My one-liner at the start of the show is more interesting than anything they put together in the show. Yeah, no, like I said, that
1: was, was something else. Uh, Dax, and again,
2: another thing about it, we said that with the Rhea ripley Raquel Gonzalez thing. What? The fact that they didn't even acknowledge that they were really close friends.
1: They hate really close friends in this company, apparently, right?
2: Close friends, factions, relationships, they hate them all.
1: You know, I could have seen, remember that little bit of time they had Alex Shelley here? I could see Chris Saban coming in and them them two being like, wow, these guys have instant chemistry. You know, because they're just such
2: No dude. shit.
1: You know, <laughs> so they do things here, right? They act like they came up with everything. They don't like to push it if it wasn't. Remember, that's always been the rule back in the day. Vince doesn't like pushing anything that isn't like made that there. Like old friendships and shit like that, if possible, going to avoid that. Think about it. Think about how much, I've talked about this before, but think about how much history there was between Raven and Perry Saturn. The Ravens flock, all the shit that happened on Nitro, the years of history, the friendships and fucking rivalries that they've had. And at WrestleMania 17, the fight was about the fact that he threw the fucking Moppy into the wood chipper. It had nothing once they didn't even bring up that they knew each other. You know, they never even said these guys have history. It was because he threw Moppy into the goddamn wood chipper. Just goes to show you, man, which, by the way, he left Terry Reynolds for Moppy. Just letting you guys know that that's how much they wanted to emasculate him. Can you imagine not banging Terry Reynolds for a mop?
2: At least the mop won't tell you no. No, I'm kidding.
1: I forget what promo it was, but I remember Stone Cold Steve Austin in a in a promo in WWE mentioning it to him. I, he was talking about Perry Saturn. He was talking to him, but I love the fact that Stone Cold didn't know what to what to call, like you know, the part of the mop you clean with. And he was like, "Hell, man, we got a guy with a that that's in love with a with a with a mop with with hell a damn mop at the end of it." <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> even not know what the fuck to call the thing. Like, the thing at the end. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Dax Hardwood recently said that, uh, apparently, he tweeted out, y'all don't know how good Gable is. Hopefully, in the near future, he'll be able to show the world, which has led people to believe that maybe Gable's contract will be up, and uh, he'll show up in AEW.
2: I mean, dude is a hell of an athlete. Would you be opposed to that? Yeah, I mean, if it means that that dude gets to turn loose and show us how good he really is not at one single bit because we got to see a little bit on 205 live during his uh little feud with jack gallagher you turn that dude loose that dude is absolutely incredible but he just never gets to really show it unfortunately i don't know why but
1: all right well this brings us i think to some more weeklies we're going to talk about and then do the polls and figure out a vote on the royal rumble match coming up uh God help us, George. This is it. We're going to talk about Impact. Ew. Since we're already talking about how shitty they are, right? Today, we're going to talk about them. Uh, Apparently, Matt Hardy showed up in the Impact Zone.
2: Home yeah, sweet home. came with Private Party. Mm-hmm. The That's guy how. who once saved that company. Mm-hmm. Let's have a look here at what we got.
5: We're going to keep these Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Championships for as long as we damn well please, because it's that same old recipe, HK. It's that same old recipe. It's a magic killer, a one, two, three, and a just 2 sweet. Universally recognized symbol, but
4: hang on a second talked about it this is one of the wrestlers that was particularly put off by the good brothers action that's chris Sabin, and he built this city
5: see those belong to the motor city machine guns when we lost those belts i wasn't pinned alex shelley wasn't pinned so in my mind we are the rightful number one contenders and we want our rematch we want our rematch well well that makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense that you want to do a little business. With the good brothers, but the problem is, Chris Saban, you ain't got no business, Twizzeeb, because you ain't got no partner. So take your ass to the back and quit raining on our party. You're right. You guys are right. Alex Shelley isn't here. You know that. But the thing is, uh, I actually do have a tag team partner, and he just so happens to know a lot about tag team wrestling. Sorry!
4: About oh, wow! Luck. Wow! You want to talk about building impact? This man's sweat and blood is mixed into the concrete of the brick.
1: I'm the beard swigging. No contract doors, having. Nearly 30. Freelancing.
4: Dominated with guys like Chris Harris and Bobby
2: Root. <laughs> <laughs> <Jay> <laughs> B- and you only ever see how we we come the out no pop.
5: See, guys? It is time for you to put up or shut up. I'm a because free I agent. I and the man that talks to poop on the mic, if you don't like it, you can take a hike.
3: Poop? Huh? Wait, no. That, that's not <laughs> it. Hold on.
5: What? Do it again. Oh, yeah. What I meant to say is sorry about your.
4: What the?
11: Whoa. What the, the hell Skyway Boys, students the, the
4: place to be. What is Your this? eyes do not Was that always TV? that
1: music? or something music, is it? The isn't?
4: iconic That's
2: been math music. big
4: money Matt Hardy. Oh, is it?
2: Okay, I guess it doesn't matter. The
4: Kingmaker
5: has returned to the impact zone. Because I think you forgot exactly who you're talking to because this right here, no disrespect, guys. This is a private conversation, not a private party. No, 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 no. You don't speak to them. They're not experienced enough to speak for themselves
4: you speak to me I'm the spokesperson as a matter of fact all four of you should be down on your hands and knees thanking me you should be praising me because in two thousand they're not experienced enough to speak
1: for themselves
4: on my great and I saved it from going bankrupt the four of you have a spot you have a job because of me as a matter of fact I'm so fired up right now I think that Their warm up match needs to be against the two of you, the good brothers, for the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team titles. As a matter of fact, those World Tag Team titles are the same ones that my brother and I, Jeff Hardy, never ever lost. Impact Wrestling stripped them away from us
5: in some stupid teleportation angle. It was absurd. (laughs) That has nothing to do with us. That has nothing to do with us. Big money Matt I like your style he said angle. I like your moves but from where we're standing there are two teams in this ring and neither one of them are wearing these impact wrestling world tag team titles so it seems like maybe y'all should fight it out and we should go in the back and finish off that hoot blood available at tnsmania.com
4: so so I think let me understand this right what you're saying is if my team beats this team then they get a shot for the world tag team titles yep all right well then i'm gonna have my team my fleet of lawyers contact impact fleet Russians of lawyers. lawyers and i'm looking yes. this official and tonight i need the two of you to be vicious mean gold and cruel. shit right here and i need you to do whatever it takes to win by any means necessary do you understand do you understand tonight after they beat you they're coming for your titles the truth is the truth.
1: Wow. Oh, that's New something else, man. Everywhere. Oh, to the meet, meet impact world highlights again.
4: Are pushing every single athlete impact, in our sport the to be their absolute best. Absolutely, low. striker, but don't bury the lead. We just got a number of contenders match for the impact world tag team titles. Chris David and James Storm against, I cannot believe I'm saying
3: this. AEW's
1: private party! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the fleet of lawyers line.
2: That was great. That, that was, was like, oh, that was an old Mean Gene line,
1: right? Exactly. That was the old Mean Gene oh, line. When he Shout bullied. out to Mean Gene. God, I, when he got bullied. I have a fleet of lawyers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Holy shit.
1: So, yeah, I really, really dug that. that I was cool, see, man. what I
2: like about this version of, I guess you could almost call it Big Money Matt, it's more animated than the last one was. Yeah, yeah,
1: I could appreciate that.
2: See, he has has some kind of meh moments, but he's still that old Matt Hardy
1: up there. I love it. That was great. Mm -hmm. So then Private Party has the match. I believe we have a clip here of uh, how that turns out.
4: What if they beat the Good Brothers? Can they show up on all...
1: And they go over, clearly. In
5: I stole my soul.
1: But now I have to fight the good brother because they're no number one contenders for the Impact title. Who did they fight for them again? They fought, uh... Saban and Storm. Right, Saban and James Storm. No. That's right, because the last one they showed up, James Storm was a secret uncontracted <laughs> partner.
4: whispering in their ear. Don't let these guys intimidate
3: you. And look at the good brothers just slowly slowly taking the time, setting the pace. This is designed to intimidate these young fellas. Mind game, mind game, complete mind game.
4: With the devil in your Can Private Party defeat the good brothers for the Impact Tag Team titles? That is the question. Do you love, do they have it? No matter what, it doesn't seem like private parties intended at all by the Good Brothers. What you have seen here is a private party. Well, hang on. We might not get that answer here what's, going on, it's a, it's what's turn- going on here is that storm and sabin definitely have a gripe they feel slighted they've given so much they want to be in line for the tag team titles everyone realizes how important the titles are here in impact and private party has just stepped in ladies and gentlemen the balance of power on the global stage of the sport of pro wrestling is violently shifting will ego and
1: pride it really is look yeah. how crazy this looks you got fucking bullet club guys out now out hardy AEW guys while, right? jerry lynn on the side with a concerned face what is this Looks like somebody took wrestling and put it in a blender and poured it all over this channel. And why did they keep cutting to Jerry Lynn being really concerned? Am I supposed to be really concerned because Jerry Lynn is concerned?
2: I don't fucking know.
1: Because it works. I mean, Jerry Lynn normally doesn't look that concerned, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what
2: they're going for with that. He's probably concerned that there's still no crowds at all to the time. Even Jerry Lynn is concerned. Sitting there right now like, Tony, how the fuck are they going to survive with no people? Even Jerry
1: Lynn. Unbelievable. So, Matt and uh, Private Party celebrated after uh, this went off of the air.
3: All right.
4: I got to admit it. I got to admit it, Matt. You was right.
7: You was right. Yeah, you were right. It. <laughs> you
4: it. How you guys feeling, man?
7: I'm feeling good, if ah. you know what I mean. Yeah,
4: you're man, right? I'm feeling good. But let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. Are the two of you feeling like kings? Hell! I feel feel more than king. I feel king and queen combined. That's a king-queen right there. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense, but you know what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, you're high as fuck.
4: I'll tell you what I'm trying to say. What you trying to say? We're on a private plane. Mm -hmm. Last night, we went to Impact. We did. And we stole the show. We did. Of course. That's what we do. We won the match. Yeah, we did. Number one contenders to the tag Uh titles. Uh And now, we flew into Jacksonville, AEW. Uh And now we got to win again yeah that's on easy on dynamite it's easy the three of us
2: the hardy party. Yeah, there we go party right boys Hardy party, party whatever you want, want to call it. it let me get chills baby
4: we're going to kick the ass uh-huh. of those two pump top flight who think they're you guys who want to be you guys that's, that and awesome. also that's matt sidell who stole yeah. my name
3: by yeah. the way oh yeah you was definitely was first you like
4: this life right you like this i i can't lie i can't i i don't know if i like it i love it i mean i told you i love it I'm gonna change your lives, okay. I'm gonna make all your dreams come true.
2: When people right. talk
4: about you, they're gonna refer to you as King Mark. Ooh. They're gonna refer to you as King Isaiah. I love that.
2: And you, how be about kings. no?
1: And I'm down with the kings. I'm
4: down to build the kings. Okay. You just keep listening to what I say. Have faith, and I promise this is the tip of the iceberg. Okay. So you know, it's better. It, it gets better. It, it continues no to get better. Say no more. You Say keep no putting way. in the work, mm-hmm. you keep listening to me, you have faith. In Matt you trust, baby. And Matt and we I trust. And I promise you. And Matt we trust. I like that. And Matt you're gonna live a life that you could never imagine.
1: In Matt we trust. All right. Well, that's everything relevant that happened in Impact Wrestling. That brings us to AEW, where we celebrate Negative One's birthday. Yep. All right. Homeboy's getting big. Good for him. Very, very proud. Uh, let's see what we have here. Brody Lee Jr.'s birthday celebration.
7: Ready? A one, a two, a skiddly doodly doo. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday.
1: nice
2: that they celebrate the kid's birthday father just passed and everything you know
11: great celebration mm. there for negative one you see wearing kids his dad people talking about them, oh they're still
2: doing this they're trying to get the pop they're like no they're helping this kid through the toughest thing that a kid that his age should have to go through
1: it's difficult to keep being reminded you know of the tragedy but at the same time i don't want to sound selfish because i know it's probably difficult for the kid to forget
2: yeah and they're doing what they can to keep his fears up
1: yeah, like so close to his birthday, so yeah, damn shame. Hopefully for okay. a while, though. With all due respect, this is the last time we have to talk about something that more. But on here, for at least for a little while, you know. Kind know of it'll be something we have to always talk about for years and years to come. I know these things never go away. Yeah. Uh, Brody Lee does get to serve some papers,
2: though. <laughs> I love but, that they're letting him do this. Uh, let's
10: see here.
3: No, 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 it's not. How it works.
10: Oh no. <laughs>
1: Kendo sticks, serpent right
7: between the eyes. <laughs> my birthday was three days ago, you idiots! <laughs> <laughs> was three days ago. Oh, he's got the papers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the papers. God bless him. That boy got an arm on him. fuck oh with him. <laughs> and there's Nolan and Amanda.
6: A special night.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad that they're doing stuff like that. That's really cool.
2: Yeah. Just give the kids something to
1: smile about. Let them have some fun. Mm -hmm. So Luther and Serpentago, like we said, you know, they interrupt to try to ruin, like we said, the Kindle stick surprise papers. Something that I'm telling you, man, those papers look like they fucking really hurt. Right. (laughs) I I used to think that it was a technique, something in Brody Lee's wrist, something in the arm, but I'm starting to realize it's that fucking bloodline, man. There's something with that bloodline that we can't figure out yet. We tried to decipher it on Talk Brunch, and to my dismay, I have no idea, but something connected with this bloodline, these guys can take people out with those papers.
2: You know what I'm saying? Like They got cannons in their family line.
1: Yeah, and a sadder note, though, John Silver's practically out there proposing to Adam Page uh, to get him th- into the Dark Order, but he cannot join. He doesn't join. He actually tweets out afterwards, I'm so sorry, but he says the group thing doesn't work. But it's funny because there's like this big celebration, but then the celebration gets canceled. Like they're ready to do the whole celebration prematurely.
2: It was so ready, and it was like, no, yeah, pretty that much. That was like that was like the equivalent of you go through this elaborate scenario to ask the girl to prom, and she already has a date. Mm-hmm, pretty much,
1: like the same kick of the nuts. So then we get the uh, sting promo. It is uh. Sting, who he basically explains that he was out there last week simply because he wanted Darby Allen to be able to have a fair fight, and he was shortly interrupted by Team Taz and the Tron. And, uh,
2: well, I don't even remember what the fuck the stipulation was here. What is it that they wanted out of this? Um, basically, at on March 7th now, because, uh, with the Mayweather Jake Paul fight going to be happening, they moved the date. Uh, on March 7th, we're going to have, I believe it's going to be, I can't remember which two members of Team Taz, but it's going to be Team Taz versus Sting and Darby in a street fight
1: i'm sorry after you said because of the mayweather jake paul fight everything went blurry and i stopped hearing anything you had to say after that the mayweather what
2: mayweather and fucking jake paul are going to box really yeah how the fuck is jake paul gonna get out of this one i don't fucking know but (laughs) oh no (laughs) but um one of the things that came out this week was because of that fight happening they moved uh AEW Revolution to March seventh because the last time they did a pay per view and it went up against something they took a hit in the viewership.
1: Right. Well, that's a smart move, but man, he must have confidence because he beat up that one guy. Remember that one guy who was just yeah, running into his Nate punches? Robinson. Yeah, Nate Robinson, who was just he was, he was punching um, his his fucking face with his fist. <laughs> he was banging <laughs> his fist into his his face into his fist over and over again. Yeah,
2: I, I couldn't believe this that shit guy was really box happen. but I guess. Oh I guess they God. were worried about it happening around the original day. So they were like, no, nope, fucking move it. But yeah, um, we're going to get Sting and Darby teaming up against Team Taz. And I like that they're doing it like this because, one, it's a tag team match. So already you can take a little bit of the edge off Sting. And since it's a street fight, it's easy to give him a rest in that.
1: Right, right. Makes sense. So we'll see because you don't want Sting to wind up fucked up again after what happened last time.
2: Yeah, but then again, AEW's probably smarter than buckle bombing him and shit. So.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I could just see him I could just see him taking like a slam through like a table or something and then he's done for a good portion of the match. Cause Darby can handle himself, so and then he just comes in for the save at the end. Mm-hmm. Definitely making it a street fight does give it a little bit more freedom to kind of work with what he can do. Yeah. So
1: after this we have the uh the young bucks who go to visit Kenny Omega's house. You see this?
2: Oh God,
1: I, uh, I might have missed this. Oh man, this was this was fantastic. So I'm gonna just run over here. This, I guess yeah, he'll here.
2: be right there. Right, I okay. missed it. I forgot
1: Oh Christ,
5: <laughs> what?
1: This part killed me. You See this? Look at
5: look at what they did for me. Of. Is that supposed to be done? <laughs> it is supposed to be done. <laughs> This is
1: that's, so, a, that's an
5: oil painting. It's embarrassing. Look oh, at the, God. Look at the...
1: <laughs> oh. That might be the graphic, dude. Oh.
9: That's
1: my favorite painting since the Jericho oh. Owens one. Ooh-hoo. I have no pants. It's art. You don't need pants.
2: Oh, my God. Why does Don Callis have a happy trail? I don't understand. Yo,
1: why oh. does Don Callis have anything after his neck? Right.
2: <laughs> You know what it kind of reminds me of? See, Don Callis' is half of this picture. Remember when, uh, when we streamed UFC 3 and we got the, fucking, the, the the Dana White fight model? It just looked like Dana's head just plastered on somebody's body.
1: Oh, my God. That is too funny, man. I couldn't believe when I saw I love the way the box went off. The, is that Don? Is that supposed to be Don? What? <laughs> is that Don? <sighs>
11: Jeez. Oh, my God. Hey, I see you see the painting. Oh, yeah. I had it commissioned for Kenny for his birthday. Do you like it? It's pretty cool, right? Do we like it? (laughs) For his birthday? Yeah. It's in October. Why well, it's never too late to shop for the God of Pro Wrestling. I mean, what you guys didn't get him anything yet? What kind of friends are you? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just ripping Oh,
8: you're just ripping us! Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, kind of like you oh, last week. Last week you humiliated right. us on national okay, television. You well,
11: think you're so clever, Doc? Right. I had someone on my ear telling me oh, from telling? the production truck. I don't oh, know. Right. I don't hear well. So, but I'm sure someone said to change the thing. I meant to talk. To. Oh, I apologize. Really? Oh, Oh, so that was on the fly. Hey, where's Kenny? How strange. Kenny was unable to attend this interaction with you guys his own house. He's yeah, very busy. Oh, they so, so busy here. to pick
5: up his phone too That's lately, strange. right? We've so been calling him all week.
11: What number do you have? What number do I have? Because no, no, I'm asking honestly because we changed the number about a week and a half, two weeks ago. It's yeah. just a lot of people, a lot of number fans. Number. Marks. Uh, he's such friends. a good heel, man. His he's up his phone. What a, he's he's a bastard. With business, it's so natural. So so you know, you don't really need it because you know where Kenny lives. You so guys just feel free to come right in here anytime. We're always welcome. To have you guys here. It's great. Oh, excellent come, so come to come for dinner. But but listen, I think it's good that we're
1: What an excellent heel. And then he basically goes on to talk to them about how they are they're holding him back. He tries to write them a check, basically buy the friendship away from Kenny Omega. They don't really show what they did to him, but apparently they kick his ass is the implication that goes on here. Um Michael nakazawa was there almost like as a manservant and he went to taking our Alex um Marvez to uh, To like the dungeon And they leave the cameraman there Uh, And like when he It's funny because When he writes the Young Bucks The checks uh, They say We used to work for this company You're vice president of, And we know those checks Are no good (laughs) 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 I thought that was A great little little Segment And they wound up leaving And Omega's not there Anymore So Yeah that sets up something later on that we're going to be getting to. But anyway, pretty Peter Avalon, AEW Dark, and anyone who doesn't know that doesn't watch that, he was no longer a librarian. He's been pretty Peter Avalon. He's sort of doing the Rick Rude Valvinus esque gimmick here. This is him against Cody. Cody mentioned that he was going to beat him. What was? It? I forget the time that he vowed. Some crazy fucking time. But, uh, Cody had vowed the, the week before that he was going to hit this guy and, and basically flash KO him, which he really does. He hits him with a flash crossroad. Which is a shame, because this is first appearance on the main uh brand as Pretty Peter Avalon. Way to make him look like shit. He goes right into a crossroads. But instead of the, getting the cover, they have Red Velvet. uh, Brandy, um. which, by the way, they call her Brandy Rhodes protege. How the fuck does Brandy have a protege? How did Brandy get a protege? A protege of what? <laughs> right.
2: That's the part that threw me off. I was like, wait a minute. Who?
1: Yeah, it really doesn't make any sense. But, uh... Basically, I guess, uh what was her name? The other chick, uh, Jade Cargill. She does something on the yeah. Tron. She comes out on the Tron. She talks shit. Um, and I guess she did something to Red Velvet, and that comes up. And then this distraction causes Avalon to kick fucking Rollie blow. He gets a low blow there. Um, the fight goes back and forth. And then the finish is terrible because Cody has him in the figure four, and Avalon tries to slap him in the face. But essentially, Aval- uh, um, Avalon winds up whiffing the slap. Um, but... Cody still somewhat sells it, and he kind of gets pissed off, and he winds up to try to um slap Avalon back. But when he sees the slap coming, he, out of fear, taps. So, yep, that's the visualization. Two guys in the figure four, and you get that little gimmick where they're supposed to slap each other. But Avalon does one slap, and when Cody goes for his, he goes, "Oh God, not a slap! Tap, 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 tap." And he just taps in the figure four. I don't know why. <laughs> you don't that. want
2: that new bus slap
1: i don't know what was going on here the whole thing was a mess that was bad i think the idea of introducing a new character and having him taking an insta finisher was a bad idea but then they went the opposite direction extremely and had him be able to kick out of that because of the interference and have like a fucking long match so it it, it was broken the, the beginning middle and end of this match were broken um that's really what i could say i just there wasn't a redeeming quality here uh john moxley fought nick camarado who is like I don't even know who is that? What the fuck's even going on? You put some away via sleeper hold. Like who is that? And then they say some shit about how there's no other people for John Moxley to fight. What are they talking about?
2: Mm.
1: Who the fuck was that? Like you can't just like it's just
2: weird. No, I know I've seen that guy a few times on Dark. So
1: yeah, I don't know what they were talking about. Kenny Omega meets up with Don Callis Don Callis is sporting a black eye But he's wearing sunglasses To sort of hide it from Kenny But clearly he doesn't want to hide it. He wants Kenny to see it Kenny does see it And he takes off his glasses And he asks who this then he tells him that it's the Young Bucks That did this To him So Kenny has a bone to pick with the Young Bucks uh, Sidon and Top Flat have a match Against Matt Hardy and Private Party With Private Party going over But then after the bell Private Party and Matt make a heel move and they want up twist the fading side on top flight and all them picking the bones of the baby faces. So I guess this is the full heel turn of all three guys.
2: Oh yeah, well, definitely. They are all in sync now.
1: Yeah. Layla Hirsch has a match against Penelope Ford with Layla getting screwed over by Kip Sabian on the outside. Penelope Ford going over. Uh, Chuck Taylor's out there as, as, as a freaking Miro's young boy. He's in a fucking tuxedo. He basically forces him to say to Miro's his best friend. I said it to Orange Cassidy. Uh pent is backstage getting beat up by the bully club That's what i'm gonna call them they're not the bully club let's just drop that t for a while you're the bully club for life Uh, they're choking him with cables omega stabbing him with a boot in the eye Penta's is getting his ass kicked long story short Uh the inner circle have that tag team thing that they were supposed to have where we decide who the fucking best tag team is Jericho and mjf against guevara and hager against santana and ortiz Um Jericho goes for floyd his baseball bat Hager winds up countering that with the big boot. MJF goes for that diamond ring. Hager winds up getting rid of that with the right hand, so they have the whole thing where each guy goes for their heel bullshit with the little gimmick. Ah, uh, Jericho. Jericho. What happened? Jericho. Jericho. Did you see the lion salt? Anybody see the lion salt?
2: Yeah. That was definitely not his best one.
1: Anyway, I'm gonna bring this shit up for you guys. Take a look for than see
10: this.
5: Deep water swimming here, Tony. That's it, a, a hell of a fight, guys. I'm, I'm telling you. All oh, six men. Intensely physical matchup here in our main event. And it's been basically uh, by the book. Blind tag was made there by Ortiz and Santana and Ortiz. If you consider entering the ring
3: illegally here, by the it? book. Or did it, kind of it happen? Jericho, it didn't, Hall right?
5: Flatten him. Ortiz Guevara. <laughs> <laughs>
8: I gotta
1: bring this back up when I find it I thought it was about this part of the match But yeah, he has the most botched lion salt That I've seen like in a really long time
2: Which is interesting because he rarely ever messes that move up
1: I remember him messing it up when ropes were slippery or broken Or a rope broke on him or something I don't remember him just looking like shit doing the lion salt You know, but it looks really rough I'm trying to get it on here I don't know how to have the spot Is this it? Yeah, here it is we were only off by like a oh, few Christ. seconds. Take a look at this. Hey, there he is, ready to execute. Jericho,
11: oh! Lion
5: <laughs>
1: You heard the thud. The worst part is you can—he's favoring his head for the rest of the match. It's not like it was Fortis. like an error that he Second didn't favor Watch him. Watch his selling after this.
5: Guevara, Powerbomb from MJF. Jericho, Oh Lion salt. Puts the far leg, two, no. Watch it. Man, this, uh,
1: quite a few times time after that he's just checking his that's, head.
5: That's hell of a fight, guys, I'm, I'm telling you. All oh, six men. Intensely physical matchup here in our main event. This.
2: But, yeah, no good, man. Got to take your time over that one. Like, yeah, be careful. He, 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 he kind of rushed into that one, which he never really does. So, I don't know. Yeah. Finish Yeah. it.
1: this is MJF going over Sammy Guevara With the tights clearly They're going for the Sammy Guevara MJF feud down the road Here so slow burn for that yeah, uh, so With
2: that win um, MJF and Jericho Will be the inner circle members that will eventually Challenge for the tag titles
1: Mm-hmm. Would basically fuck Santana and Ortiz an actual Tag team but alright whatever you Want to do this moves us over to NXT's brand Kushida and Leon Ruff Right uh, who was their match again it was against Gargano and uh, Austin Theory. The finish being Kushida with the Northern Lights pin on Gargano. Um, and yeah, that was it was a good match. Very solid stuff. Is what you would expect. It's funny oh, that they yeah. introduced him as Leon Ruff and Kushida. I mean, it should be Kushida. You have Kushida. It should be Kushida and Leon Ruff.
2: I guess it's the whole best for the last thing. So. Sure. If that's what you
1: want to do. That's
2: at least what I would have been going for. Yeah.
1: Carrying Cross kills a jobber. Yeah. That was a, a shot to Adonis. Sure. I'll take your word for it. <laughs>
2: I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta remember these names like so a them tombstone. So, I mean,
1: fair enough. Imperium versus Lucha House Party with the finish being the great indie style match, by the way. I don't want to talk about that, but Alexander Wolf uh, shows up at the end of this. But yeah, they basically, Imperium winds up losing here with Lucha House Party going over. Look at how little these guys matter now without their guy. At least they got Alexander Wolf who comes out at the end. He stands at the top of the ramp. He stands at attention. And I guess now there's three of them, you know? Yeah, I mean.
2: The only member of Imperium that's not in NXT right now is Walter. That's just because he's over in NXT UK, but yeah. Yeah, it's... which goes to show they don't give a fuck about them and Walter. They even have the Lucha House Party beat but, them Which up. was weird because they won the tag titles with Walter not being there, so I don't know what
1: happened. Yeah, they lost their momentum is what basically wound up happening. Uh, Beth Phoenix is here to introduce the, uh, the women's Dusty Classic, right?
2: Yep, because it officially kicked off this week.
1: Mm-hmm. I want to put this on the screen. I really like the effect that they used to introduce introduced this i don't know if you saw this do you remember how they did it i do not i'll show you here drop it back a little
12: bit have been a big part of the women's evolution now these women went on to main event pay-per-views takeovers wrestlemania women's wrestling you guys wanted this it was the wwe universe the nxt universe that wanted this and tonight we prepare to make history again so let's kick off the first ever women's dusty roads classic
1: See, I just like that effect there where it fades everybody in from the background, and light turn. Oh, yeah, that is great. That was pretty cool. That was nice and rough. Without further
12: ado, let's get things started with first round competition. Casey Catanzaro and Kaden Carter.
0: And your opponents tonight, Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm.
10: Now let the women's Dusty Roads
5: tag team classic commence.
1: So the Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic commences. Yep. Yeah. And uh we got Casey Cantazaro, Caden Card against Tony Saunders, Savious Martinez. Uh, and Casey Catanzaro was the star of this. By this far. This girl showed out. She stood out more than anyone else. Um Io Shirai interferes here. I like Io Shirai. Bad look. Bad, bad look. This is the first fucking match ever of the Dusty Rose Classic for the women. I kind of could have gone without an interference being the cause of the first win. I think that was done in very poor taste. But anyway, Io Shirai a Mercedes Martinez on the announce table. Which causes Storm to get distracted by that. And then she gets hit with a basement dropkick by Carter. Casey Catanzaro hits a finisher. That can only be hey, described as her finisher
2: This and, thing This girl Hit a corkscrew 630 Yeah Some shit you will see in a video
1: game I wasn't sure what she was going to do And I wasn't sure what she was measuring for This is golden I'm gonna big screen this one Watch
8: this i been waiting for... Gathering for Holy
1: hell Wow
2: Play that wow, game. that was nuts! Yeah, let me bring that dial back a minute. Yo, nobody will ever be able to steal her furniture. They could try. They'll die.
1: They could definitely try. I love looking at this though. This girl is the real deal. for. Thing. Gathering for oh, holy hell! Yeah. What a
2: move by Zero.
1: That's beautiful, man.
2: That is unreal.
1: That is beautiful.
2: Dude, I know who NXT, my award winner for Finisher of the Year. Holy NXT's shit.
1: wrestling is way better than AEW. Not just because of that, but everything I saw tonight, like and NXT like can't wipe their ass with AEW wrestling. There's such a large gap. Like, yeah, AEW is the more popular show, and even for me it's the more preferred show because I feel saturated in WWE. But holy shit, dude! NXT—it's unbeatable. You can't beat the talent that they have here. This is an unstoppable roster. If you're just talking about the in-ring work, not the booking or the writing or anything, like they have some real people here, man. You know, like this yeah, if is. If it
2: came down to just the in-ring, oh NXT smashes it.
1: They have NXT like, smashes
2: everybody, AEW, Raw, SmackDown, all of them. It's beautiful. I can't get that image out of my head. <laughs>
1: absolutely beautiful.
2: Like, in my head, I'm like, okay, she's gonna do like a 450, a shooting star. Hell, she didn't ricochet. She might even do a, a 630. But I did not see that shit coming. I don't think anyone did, man. I don't think anyone did. It was nuts. That looks like one of those moves where it's gonna be kind of like um Morrison's starship pain where she doesn't always land the same way twice. Wouldn't surprise me if she doesn't always land the same way twice. Honestly. But As long as she lands flat, I'm good.
1: Just real That's ninja nice. stuff right there.
2: I swear to God, like I, I know every now, every now, and then she's one of the regulars on WWE's PC channel. I can't wait to see her talk about that thing because I want to know what she came up with that shit. Absolutely.
1: So Bronson Reed goes over. Uh, what's the guy's name again? Rust? Tyler,
2: Rust. Tyler Rust.
1: Tyler Rust. Which, by the way, that guy's really good. I like him a lot.
2: Uh, but They go really, over him. Really talented guy.
1: And go over him with the tsunami. Finn Balor chooses Kyle O'Reilly Goes backstage And requests Kyle O'Reilly As his tag partner In the most intense Stare down ever Like one of the kill each Cut other. the tension With a hatchet Maybe Mm-hmm Uh Lucha House Party Winds up getting into a brawl With Legado the Fantasma, And then Kurt Stallion From Five Live Shows up and saves them That guy looks like A fucking Von Erich. When I saw him I was like Oh shit The Von Erichs! What the fuck Is there, is there a time portal Like one of the fucking Von Vi- like <laughs> But anyway, I don't know. Just to me, that's what I, that was my first thought. Anyway, he sh- he saves them. Uh and I think next week we're gonna have a three on three.
2: Um, yeah, there's some kind of a three on three going on this coming week.
1: Uh huh. So this brings us an NXT fight pit, Thatcher versus Champa, which is so stupid. They start by walking across the top of this thing, and they're fighting on the top of it of the fucking pit i'm thinking what the hell and then during commercials when they have the drop down it's not even a good drop down it's like timothy thatcher dangling from it and i guess chompa stamps on his fucking fingers and he just kind of gently drops down to his feet and then chompa climbs down behind him and the two of them wind up fighting in this thing um why do that for the commercial why do it why do it at all if you're not gonna have a good bump there then just have him start in the thing uh chompa somehow gets his leg trapped in the corner when he's when he's wrestling with Thatcher. It's a weird finish because he's he's they're wrestling and then suddenly it almost felt like champa deliberately the way they set it up it just looked like he put his leg in there to get trapped and uh thatcher applies a stretch muffler while champa's leg is hooked over the inside of the corner of the cage and champa winds up tapping out so, yeah, so timothy thatcher is
2: now two and oh in his fight bit.
1: timothy thatcher man they definitely put him over there after this was over thatcher and champa do have words backstage Let me bring this up on the screen for you guys
11: excuse me timothy
4: Timothy, another victory for you here tonight in the fight pit. Uh, I see you walking a little gingerly.
1: How are you feeling right now?
11: Yeah, fight pit, brutal as it always is. I'll
10: let you know when I get feeling back in my arm. Gotcha. Fight
5: pit's yours, man. You had me trapped. I tapped out, but you didn't break my leg. Why? Respect. Hey! I hear there's an opening in the Dusty Cup.
1: That was an interesting way for them to team up.
2: Yeah, and this is official. I can't remember remember exactly who they're going to be fighting, but yeah, Thatcher and Chopper are in the Dusty Cup. Yes, they are. Which is interesting that they team up through beating the holy hell out of each other because do you know another team in NXT that, that wound up teaming up that same way? Who? the current tag champions. Very true. That Very that, that true. that's how Lorkin and uh, Birch wound up teaming. They wrestled each other maybe two or three times, and then they just decided, "Hey, we both are tough as fucking nails. Let's just start teaming." Yeah, mm-hmm. I I like teams getting brought together like that. Yep,
1: absolutely. Very good showing. There's been a lot of interesting stuff. I have to say that even though I do enjoy the week to week of AEW. There seems to be a lot more relevant stuff happening in WWE right now. Like, I'm really just feeling the whole company as far as just the the content that they're banging out. Um, That being said, this brings us over to 205 Live, where we will continue the Dusty Road classic coverage. With the first match for the women being Gigi Dolan and Cora Jade coming out to a Marilyn Manson Sweet Dreams instrumental cover versus Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Now, what's interesting, besides the Sweet Dreams cover, is Gigi Dolan. You guys might know her by another name. And uh, in case you don't, I'll try to jog your memory here.
3: You want to the on?
1: So Priscilla fucking Kelly. So Gigi Dolan. And for anyone who's upset, she chose her name, Gigi Dolan. So don't think that she was forced to change it. So that was Priscilla Kelly and Cora Jade. Uh, I have some stuff here. Let me go over that real quick, because there have been some new signees. Besides the two of them, um, there was Elena Black, Lacey Ryan, and Priscilla Kelly. Black, Lacey, Lacey, uh, Elena Black is the one that's Cora Jade. Lacey Ryan is Zoe Stark, which you haven't seen, and Priscilla Kelly is Gigi Dolan. So those are three new signees, and they're now part of this. Uh, they also from Evolve signed uh, what is this guy's name? Anthony Henry. He was a former Evolve Tag Team Champion, and he was an FIP Champion. So he's going to be in NXT. That's another NXT talent right there. So they're definitely stocking up here. A lot of these guys are coming from Evolve. And uh, they also signed Sari, I believe is how you say them, S-A-R-E-E-E.
2: I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, and uh, also Hideki Suzuki. He was invited as a guest coach, and uh, it seems like they're going to be bringing him in. And for anyone that wants to see Anthony Henry in action, I actually have an old match here, him versus Ethan Case. This was PWX 2017. Uh, I don't really feel like playing it, but here you go. Play it on your spare time, not mine. At least you know who he is, right? Anyway, there you go. They looked really good, by the way, for the match that they were in, Priscilla Kelly. You know, these girls. Very solid stuff. performance Obviously, Indy Hartwell goes over here. It was a good debut match, though. And that brings us to the match of Tony Nice and Aria Davari versus Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. Very solid match. Lots of workhorse stuff here. Definitely recommend you guys watching as Nice and Davari brought their strong offense. Thatcher and Ciampa had interesting chemistry together. Finish being the will- the Willow's Bell on Tony Nice uh, with Ciampa and uh Thatcher sort of standing there with each other at the end. Sort of an intense, sort of like the way you saw at the end there, the nose to nose thing going on there. So, very interesting. Champa and Thatcher advancing. Davaria Nice, unfortunately not. So we'll see what happens next week. Uh, that being said, Dynamite brought in 854,000 viewers versus NXT, 659,000. So uh, there you go. Those are the ratings. Not much has changed as far as the ratings war goes here. Uh, 205 has been interesting i have to say it's been a welcome addition to adding the matches to nxt uh, i'm glad we've gotten to see unique stuff there it was interesting seeing people in the people like priscilla kelly it's also interesting seeing uh they sort of did that to boost the ratings having thatcher and champ at the end of nxt sort of team up and then show up there so i do like how everything's sort yeah. of bleeding over the crossover is definitely
2: helping them and when it came to uh, the women's dusty cup match that was history as the first ever women's match on 205 live yeah, so you get a double down there. Very good
1: stuff. Uh, and thankfully, since we already covered SmackDown, that just brings us to Raw, which is not, not really much. Talk about. Raw, and then we're going to do the polls. So get ready. We're going to link the polls. If you're already in bed or if you're whatever, don't forget, it's already on talkbrunch.com. You could go to the straight to the top of the website and you can vote right now. It's already there. There's no waiting. Uh, just click on it or do the embedded one. Either one is there for you. I'm actually going to show you guys here in a minute on my own screen. But first, let's go into Raw. This starts with Drew and Goldberg uh, in the ring. Miz and Morrison treated like shit as usual. So it sort of ends with Claymores and Spears on the two of them because they're taunting Drew and Goldberg. Goldberg Nobody sounds like a also. fucking
2: robot talking on that mic. Like.
1: <sighs> yeah. It was supposed to be Charlotte versus Shayna. But they cut to commercial <sighs> after the intro. Am I, am I, did I miss something? They cut to commercial after the intro and then suddenly there's six women in the match and they're like, so, and they, you go ahead. <laughs>
2: I'm going to tell you what you missed. You missed all of like three minutes of Charlotte versus Shayna because Nia just interferes out of the fucking blue and gets the match thrown out. No rhyme or reason. Shayna's not in like gradual danger. Just boop, DQ.
1: Yeah, and then suddenly when it comes back, it's just weird because the way they word it is uh, that Charlotte versus Shayna broke down into this six man. How does something break down into that six man?
2: And I love how Saxton on the on fucking commentary unexpectedly turns of events. No, it's not unexpected at this point. It's how you set up like 90% of your tag matches. And if that wasn't
1: shit enough, the finishes that Shayna gets counted out, was that a shoot count out? Did she did there the
2: was a bunch? Huh? A lot of people have been saying and I would have to watch back and see, a lot of people are saying Shayna got in at nine. I heard eight. I heard eight
1: either way i fucking heard eight and not, then someone called she, the bell and i thought i was no. losing my mind i l- legitimately heard him go hey you know what you just
5: made the list oh no <laughs> oh here we go <laughs> thanks
1: for the follow may summer
2: thank you very much yeah. but regardless she did not make it she made it in before 10 so then they just restart the match just for Shayna's team to win so once again i say what was the fucking point
1: yeah, I don't know, but but again, I'm pretty sure I heard eight. I never heard nine, and I just saw them call the bell, so I thought that was weird. And then Shayna didn't look like she knew what to do. They restart the match after the commercial. And the finish is Nia choke slam and leg drop on I believe Dana, right?
2: Yeah, and Dana landed quite hard on her head. It looked like so.
1: Uh, well, I don't know. <sighs> Retribution beats up Xavier Woods. Ali Ali wants the message delivered to Kofi That he heard the sad unfortunate news That he's not going to be able to compete But his replacement has been found And it is Mustafa Or I'm sorry Mustafa Ali <laughs> And I'm being serious Because there's yeah, a thing That's, where the, actually, that's actually how they The yeah. name is Mustafa Ali It's not Mustafa There's a big difference between Mustafa Which is the incorrect way And Mustafa Ali Which is the way he said it And you are legitimately disrespecting the man When you call him his inaccurate name Mustafa Ali. It's easy to remember if you think of it almost like Japanese because a lot of people forget that there's no you. In Japanese, the U is silent in all words. So that's why you have people who read Asuka's name and they'll be like Asuka when you don't, there's no U. You. you ignore the U. So it'll be Asuka. Or if you're reading, you know, some people will be like Akuma in Street Fighters, Akma, Akma. Yeah. you know what I mean so it's one of those things where you look at mustafa's Ali and that's how you would say it, mustafa not mustafa
2: exactly and mm-hmm. it's actually interesting with uh with um, Mustafa making that announcement a record is broken as of this year because this will be the first time in 12 years basically his entire Wwe career that Kofi will not compete in the rumble
1: yeah, we're not going to get anybody Kofi standing on never their fucking pinkies or or, or or bouncing on a two by four or a pogo sticking across the side of the apron, you know, or, or using <laughs> springs crazy. or wings on their shoes, you know, <laughs> you know, no, no weird shit like that is going to happen unless Woods takes up the mantle there.
2: Right. But, yeah, I didn't think about that. I was like, yeah, man, that's right. Kofi's never missed a rumble before.
1: Yeah, that's rough. The Hurt Business is gifting MVP and Truth comes out thinking that it's his birthday and it isn't. Well, they're out there really give him PP. They figured they're all covered in gold. They want to give him some gold. They, they gave him a watch or something.
2: They gave him, a, they gave him a, a new necklace.
1: A necklace. Some shit I didn't pay attention. But anyway, the Truth comes out thinking that it's his birthday celebration. You know, he even tells Matt Riddle backstage that they got him 19 gold carrots, which Matt Riddle seems to be the only person who could speak our Truth language. That should be a tag team right there. Just throw it in. You know, um Matt Riddle shows up any final flashes, uh one of them Remember Which one it was. Yeah, well, I think it was MVP. Probably MVP. Uh Seamus goes over John Morrison. Uh why not? Immediate Miz versus Seamus uh match. Finally it goes into a fucking handicap match, and then that's the one that they win with the skull crushing finale. He bro kicks Morrison and then Miz comes from behind him with the skull crushing finale. So then finally that happens. Uh Rick and Charlotte share a real moment backstage where she says that he went from, like she basically has Lacey leave the room and she says he went from legend to old man and and then he basically calls and snaps back her and he says, just because you're a big star now doesn't mean I don't have a place in this locker room and that if there are people who want to take my advice, I'm going to give it to them. And uh, it's just kind of harsh and then Lacey predictably comes back in and she hits uh Charlotte in the back of the head and then they basically abandon her laying there. Uh, I kind of like it. I like Ric Flair being a heel here. You know, I thought it yeah. was interesting. And if Lacey keeps uh, putting out those lingerie pictures before Raw, then sure. <laughs> right. Works for me. Don't have time to post them here, but yeah. Right. Get people to tune in. AJ Styles taps our truth. Why? What happened? What's going on? What's the point? need to fill time. Wonderful. Riddles in this gauntlet match with uh, the fucking her business and Shelter ends up getting eliminated. all three of them? He yeah. Gets the US title shot at the Rumble. It's Stupid because Shelton gets eliminated. There's a miscommunication between Cedric somehow
2: because MVP tells him Don't Cedric need to thought fear. he was trying to help and just eh. yeah, and, and it causes and then Riddle. all them arguing causes MVP to get pat- tapped out in like two
1: seconds. Yeah, because first the interference causes Riddle to pin uh Shelton, then the three of them are arguing about the fact that Cedric interfered, which causes Riddle to uh, submit MVP because he's distracted. So now it's down to Cedric and I, Cedric, uh, and and Riddle, and then he pins him, but then on the way up the ramp lashley shows back up and uh puts him in the fucking the thing the hurt lock so you beat the three of them but then you have lashley on the end there real stupid right the purpose
2: because it's like he already won so you're not really accomplishing much
1: yeah ed shows up and announces his royal rumble entry he doesn't really show up he brings it via satellite um this brings us to bliss versus oscar with uh bliss going over with the mandible claw oh
2: but- she doesn't even go over
1: well, she actually, no, she doesn't go over. What happens is uh, she goes for the mandible claw at the end of this. And this is after back and forth transforming. But Randy Orton winds up hitting her with an RKO, actually.
2: It startled me when he hit it, too. I was like, oh, shit.
1: Yeah, he hit it like regular. Just
2: pump. Like, like. <laughs> first of all, props to Bliss because she ate every bit of that RKO. Yeah. But it's like, it's one of those things. It's so uncommon nowadays when it happened. I generally didn't expect it to happen. Mm-hmm. Like my real shit reaction, I was just like, (laughs) "Shit!" One point eight hundred fifty-four
1: million viewers increase from last week. Good for you, Raw. Nice go home show. If you can even call it a go home show with SmackDown being on Fridays, because you still have SmackDown, still has to happen. More matches can be added, and as always, when we do the poll. If any matches are added between this Monday broadcast of January 26th and Friday, just go back and check the poll regularly. The new matches will be added to the top. You can just answer those. You don't have to fill in the old ones. Leave them blank. Hit finish. You could do this as many times as you need to, and it's fine. It'll count. Just remember to skip the ones that you already did. It it, it tracks everything, so you don't have to worry about too much of that. That's pretty much Raw. The only other element that adds into Raw is there's a point backstage Uh, I think this was probably before Raw, doesn't matter if it was before or after, where uh, Nikki Cross gets approached and this was what she had to say.
12: Honestly, I wouldn't even try and talk to me today because you're not going to get that big smile of mine that you always get today. Because I'm angry and I'm annoyed and I don't want to talk about New Year's resolutions or finding my happiness. The Royal Rumble is right round the corner and I have zero momentum going into it. I've got no momentum to even win it. So I'm absolutely fuming And the only thing that's stopping me from getting even more angry Is focusing on this ring And being the best I can be in this ring And I swore That I wasn't going to be like my mum and dad Struggling and working so hard And working 60 hour shifts Night shifts Just trying to keep our bellies full I swore that wouldn't be me Do you know what, it's not, it's not, it's not going to be me. It's not. Because there's a reason why I was the first ever Scottish woman to be signed by WWE. There is a reason why I was the first ever two-time women's tag team champion. There's a reason why I travelled and wrestled all over the globe before stepping foot in a WWE ring. And it may not be, it may not be now, but one day... They might not even be in the near future, but one day you're all going to realise what exactly it is about me that got me to this point. So let me finish with this. I'm going to be around in this industry for a very long time and I'm going to go down as one of the best and I am so done and I am so finished with not realising that myself.
2: wow hopefully they actually do something with you.
1: Yeah, like show that on something besides here, right? I shouldn't be the main place that you're seeing that kind of stuff, but yeah, getting
2: hopefully. a little tired of doing y'all' job for y'all.
1: Absolutely, but that brings us to this Sunday's Royal Rumble, which, by the way, guys, as always, the Royal Rumble, we will be in the chat room throughout the night, starting with the kickoff event. All the way to the end Followed by a post show Definitely It's the Royal Rumble Anyway I'm going to start off with The Last Man Standing Universal Championship match Roman Reigns Versus Kevin Owens I'm also going to drop this link In the chat room for you guys Anybody who is uh, there right now Click on it Again if you're watching on demand just, just get on it later on But definitely Do it Anyway Last Man Standing Universal Championship match Kevin Owens Roman Reigns. What do you see happening here <laughs>
2: this one's gonna be tough because if there was anybody who could take that belt from from reigns it's definitely owens this match oddly suits them both though but i want to see more of this bloodline grow before roman loses that title like i definitely want to see jimmy i want to see jimmy come back uh possibly even tamina join up so I want to ride this Roman train for a little while longer to see where it goes. Yeah, but same here. If there was, a, But if they were ever going to have that title change, the Rumble is one of the events to it.
1: Okay. I can see that going there. So I'm going to go with Roman Reigns too. I think this is a Roman uh, choice here. All right. Next we have the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre defending against
2: Bill. Drew, because no.
1: I would have to go with Drew if there's any fucking sanity left in the world How come whenever there's a pit Wrestlemania at the same time as there's a pandemic Goldberg shows up, it's like an eclipse I'm going McIntyre out of the hope I never even thought I'd be saying I really hope McIntyre retains the WWE Championship
2: I'm going for McIntyre out of respect for people who actually can wrestle
1: Fair enough All right, moving straight along this brings us to the Women's Royal Rumble match, which we put in as many names as we could think of. If we forgot somebody, there's even a slot Damn. at the bottom. There's even a slot down here. Just type the name that we didn't add if you think there's going to be a surprise. But we did our best, since they didn't. Anyway, Women's Royal Rumble match: Natalia, Naomi, Tegan Knox. These are possibilities. Some of them we put in ourselves. Io Shirai, Shayna Baszler, Ruby Riot, Lacey Evans, Ziya Lee, Bailey, Raquel Gonzalez, Mickey James. Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Scarlett, Ember Moon, Becky Lynch, Lana, Rhea Ripley, Mia Yim, aka Reckoning, Tamina, Beth Phoenix, Raquel Gonzalez, Candice LeRae, Taya Valkyrie, Peyton Royce, Carmella, Tessa Blanchard, Indy Hartwell, Tony Storm. You know, there's there's like this list goes on. Oops, I I lost my place there. This list goes on and on and on and on. Obviously, Nikki Cross, because we saw her. Just now in the uh, in the promo, Sonia DeVille, Shotzi Blackheart, Ronda Rousey, Maurice, Mercedes Martinez, Dana Brooke, Billy Kay, Liv Morgan, Mandy Rose, Bianca Belair. See what I mean? Alexa Bliss. So I think we covered everyone, right?
2: Way more than they covered, but let's be real, that's not hard.
1: Yeah, I had you guys submit from the chat room as well. A few of you submitted mainly Stasis, and I did about 30 or 40. Um, But yeah, this is what I think. So who do you guys see as the winner of the 2021 Women's Royal Rumble?
2: So, going along the themes of the fact that they're basically, we've already talked about before, they're basically wanting to redo WrestleMania. I think Rhea's going to do it. Really? Because how fitting would that be? Charlotte wins last year, goes to WrestleMania and beats Rhea. I don't know how they work it out from now, from Sunday till Mania. Charlotte gets to the hold that. Charlotte get to hold that championship. Rhea gets her payback. Because it's no secret, Rhea was on a downhill spiral ever since last year at WrestleMania. And she's finally gotten herself back to at least a decent place. And we already know Rhea's coming up. We just don't know what show she's going to be on. So it would be interesting to have somebody we haven't even heard mention that she's going to be in the Rumble. She shows up and just snatches it. And then it's just like, we were supposed to do this last year at Raymond James Stadium. I was supposed to have my moment here now I come back a year later and I'm going to have that same moment, but this time it's going to be at your expense instead of mine. Interesting. Because hmm. I would look at it the same way I look at it last year, what's Charlotte losing at WrestleMania really going to hurt? But that's only assuming that's where they go, and that's assuming Charlotte would get the, would get one of the two titles between now and uh, Mania. Gotcha. But then again, that's what happens when I actually have the mental capacity to somewhat book months in advance.
1: Thesis says, Bliss gets the The title, Nikki Cross wins the Rumble, Nikki versus Bliss. But Hmm. but Bliss just missed her title shot tonight. Orton RKO'd her out of it, right?
2: Yeah, but then again, you know how they are. They like to put titles on the line in between Rumble and WrestleMania, which we hate. Okay. It's a little tricky to decide where they're going to. See, it's even harder to decide this year because they did fuck all to tell you who was going to be in the Rumble
1: yeah they didn't care
2: at so you all. literally have to get i've never had to guess so bad like if you're going to do it like this go back to where it used to be where we just didn't know who was going to be in oh they did don't, <laughs> this is my list
1: <laughs> we don't know they did go back to that they had like eight people on this shit total ugh. speculation uh they redo for this weekend because of what happened so at some point so maybe that's the thing maybe uh I mean, if they were going to do that, they would have set that up for Raw, though. They wouldn't set that up on SmackDown. Asuka's not on SmackDown, right?
2: You'd assume they would set it up.
1: Does she show up on SmackDown? She was on SmackDown previously, wasn't she?
2: Well, since she's one half of the Women's Tag Champion, she can.
1: So then maybe it will. Maybe they will. I don't really have an option here looking at these names. I, don't, I have no idea where I would go with this.
2: You almost got to throw a dart at the wall and see what sticks. Like, it's hard to say. Because my whole thing every year is I always want to go with somebody who hadn't won it the year before.
1: You know what? I am going to go with Nikki Cross simply because she doesn't have any momentum going into this. It makes sense to me. I do like that idea, that promo that we played of her did it for me. Nikki Cross, yeah, I think I'm going to go with that yeah. and just see what happens.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see.
1: Next, we got the men's Royal Rumble match. Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, Bobby Lashley, Jay Uso. Cesaro, The Miz, Johnny Morrison, uh, Otis, Sammy Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, Edge, Chad Gable, Ricochet, Alistair Black, Tozawa, Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Andrew Garza, Paulo Cruz, Andrade, Big E, Cedric Alexander, Elias, Grand Metalik, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Ivar, Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, Kalisto, Baron Corbin, Lindsay Dorado, Murphy, Jackson Ryker, Robert Roode, Seth Rollins, Shelton Benjamin, MVP, Tucker, Xavier Woods, Drew Gulag, John Cena.
2: Daniel Bryan needs to win this damn rumble.
1: We got Jey Uso up there twice. First and foremost, I'm going to have to correct that shit because Jey Uso up there twice is simply not going
2: to work. It's Jey Uso and then main event Jey Uso. Yeah, right. They're two completely different <laughs> people. I don't even how, one you know. One comes out doing the hawk or the other one comes out. Yeah, with don't
1: it. answer the Jey Uso one yet. I don't want to break your uh Your vote, if you had. Give me a couple of minutes. But while I'm doing the discuss here, what do you think? Do you have any ideas as far as who's going to be the one to do do this?
2: So they've already kind of planted the seeds with those moments on Talking Smack. But it needs to be Daniel Bryan. Like, how long are you going to not give these fans what they freaking want? People have been wanting Daniel to win that Rumble forever. It's the one thing he still doesn't have on his list. He's done everything else. Won pretty much every single title with the exception of the Universal title, and him winning the Rumble could potentially knock that off his list as well. So it's like, and I think we've even said it before, this is one going to be, if not this year, then like maybe next year going to be his last year as a full-time wrestler. So it's kind of like, what are we waiting for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't
1: know if he's going to want to since he's been putting other people over, I don't see him wanting to do that, you know?
2: I mean, I could only see it just because it's the last things on pretty much a little bucket list of stuff to knock off and then he'll have done everything
1: let me know if you see any other doubles in there guys because this was thrown together best as possible but it was a little chaotic as well
2: yeah i think jay was the only
1: double all right i got rid of one jay there. Yeah, that should fix it come across any other ones just call them out i'll drop them. so daniel bryan huh
2: yeah, I think if if it's if it's his last year as a full time wrestler, I would send that year out on a high note huh. and getting those last two accomplishments on the Royal Rumble and the Universal Title off that list. And then, like I said, he's literally has won everything a male superstar can win. Be a nice way to do it.
1: Yeah, I don't know if the timing for me works with uh with that, you know?
2: Because it's kind of weird. Because at this point, it's like if you don't do it now, it's like you almost can't do it at that point. Yeah. That's a tough one.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely is. I don't know. Um, I don't know for me if it'll be Daniel Bryan, but to be honest, I don't have like a better answer for you. Yeah, that that's what the hard part is. Daniel Bryan to dethrone Roman. It'd be wild if they would manage to be able to, I don't think they'll pull it off, but it'd be wild if the rock showed up and won the Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit? But I don't know if anything that cool would happen at the Thunderdome. I know some people said Cena. Yeah, Dude, like I don't have seen, the slightest we idea. We haven't seen in
2: two years, so it's like...
1: Like, I don't have the slightest idea. Looking at this list, nothing really pops out to me as someone to win the Rumble. Yeah, like, who the hell would they put, you know?
2: Like I said, the only reason, the main reason I go for Brian is just not only just those last two accomplishments, but, do they've kind of planted a little seeds here that him and Roman are on a collision course. They have,
1: but I'm, I'm not buying that they're fully committed to it.
2: But then again, when are they fully committed to anything? So it's
1: kind of hard to even... By the way, don't forget Francis there's some sort of a WWE one. special tomorrow night. I think it's some sort of special because they're opening up uh, a brand in India. And yeah, it's a, a superstar or that
2: spectacular shit. or some kind of shit.
1: Yeah. I heard Nakamura's heel just for that one show. For whatever yeah, that which that makes so much sense.
2: That just tells you they have no faith in anybody actually watching that. Like, we're going to take a heel just for this one. Like, what?
1: Man, looking at this list, I don't have a clue. I guess just because I don't have a better answer, I guess I'll join you guys in the Daniel Bryan. Because I don't see a single person here that they will be willing to push.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: the only one that makes sense.
2: Oh, right, I'm, like, I'm going with the bare minimum of info on that one. So, huh? Yeah,
1: fair enough. Edge is another choice. I mean, Edge is interesting, but no, it doesn't work
2: though because yeah, it's his first match back in what seven months. Like, and at his age, you can't be gone that long, come back, and then win a rumble. Yeah, there's not much really to work with this year. Yeah,
1: crowd. I'm going with Daniel Bryan, man. I'm just gonna hit the finish on this. Yeah. You guys do the same. Hit your finish button. Get your survey in. Definitely helps the community. Helps all of us.
2: Yeah, and like we said, keep an eye out for the polls because anytime any new match get officially announced, we update.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, this uh, it should be interesting, right? You know, definitely have an interesting yeah. weekend. Yeah, it'll definitely be exciting to see if anything changes in the landscape. And the Rumble's always fun.
2: Exactly. some One of the most fun things is to see unexpected faces that show up. So.
1: Yeah, surprises. Sometimes people stick around after the Rumble when you see them. Lately, it's just been one-off. But sometimes people have gotten some of their best runs. I remember Mr. Perfect's last big run was he showed up at the Royal Rumble.
2: Yeah, that was 2002, the same year, uh, Triple H one,
1: And he wound up sticking around.
2: So, Rey Mysterio's first, real big... uh. Resurgence when he came back was a rumble
1: mm-hmm. Alright guys Anyway sorry I was a little late here today But you know I don't consider myself, myself late I'm now streaming on this site for anyone who doesn't know Most evenings I'm streaming like now 5-6 days a week You know I'm doing Running all of the solo I'm doing the, the pole solo I'm doing everything uh, once So sometimes yeah I might be a little late but just remember For those of you that pop in once for the wrestling news You know they're like sometimes literally Almost every day of the week I'm in here doing things So I'm literally coming off the heels of another stream Each time so patience please there's a lot of stuff going on
2: and uh, sometimes just fine tuning the monday
1: show so yeah sometimes just a monday show alone but you know if you look in our archive, you can scroll right down whether you're on Twitch or facebook scroll down look at the archive there's other things might not be wrestling but there's a lot of content here so
2: you know a little bit of cyberpunk I, I know you guys have been playing that game haven yeah torchlight unfortunately happened but yeah
1: yeah stasis and i've been banging out a lot of content uh you know, we've had Seb with us sometimes. We've been doing a lot of solo stuff. We're doing the Haven game, which is a game made for couples to play together. Uh We have a lot of streams up there. So, yeah, if I'm here a little late, just remember, like, it's all one person managing the site, the streams, the feeds, the polls, and as well as doing the other four or five streams there. So, yeah, I don't consider myself late anymore. A podcaster is never late or on time. He arrives Boom. exactly when he means to. That was the Lord of the Rings callback. Anyway. Don't be stealing my shit. <laughs> That being said, thank you to all of you who hang out with us. You nocturnal creatures, you hanging out pretty much until the morning. Wonderful, each and every one of you. We appreciate that, including you out there, Willie V2 and Evie Gamer, George with a Z hanging out all night loving TNA. Weekly Planet, A.K. Ashley Stasis Dream, Six Layer, A.K.A. AC, Van Mundo, King Quest Seven Seven Zero. Thanks for giving us those likes on SoundCloud. I much appreciate it. Stirloo eighty nine, May Summer. Thanks for the recent follow over on Facebook. Clyde, nice guy. Welcome back, sir. Bloodluster, Thank you for peeking in. And of course, all of you that are listening across the various platforms of iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Podcast Addict. And all of the r- various ones of you listening over at the video app. So, twitch.tv slash talkbrunch, as well as facebook.com slash talkbrunch and talkbrunch.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk bunch Live, episode 433, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, aka Captain Brunch. For so myself and co host Destin Soul Glow Frazier, we're out of here.
2: Yeah, at the rumble.
5: Shut it down.